everyone ready? Because it's time for high school football on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online, online. at WBVI.com. Online now. High school football is brought to you by Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Big B Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Morgan Advanced Materials, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Hang on, it's time to go to the booth for all the action. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online. Let's do it. Hit it. At WBVI.com. Welcome on out to Bloomdale, your side for week two of high school football. Tonight we have the Eastwood Eagles taking on the Elmwood Royals. Eastwood hails from the Northern Buckeye Conference. They knocked off Ottawa Glandorf in week number one. Elmwood now a member of the BVC. They lost in week one to Evergreen. Elmwood in the first season in the Blanchard Valley Conference after being a member of the Northern Buckeye Conference since its inception in 2011. Them and Woodmore each left of the conference, filling their place for Maumee and Oak Harbor. These teams played twice in 2022. Eastwood knocked them off in the regular season, 49-48, but Elmwood came back to get the win in the third round of the postseason with a score of 28-7. This is BBC Football and Classic Kids 96.7 WBVI Online. For WBVI.com, Lance Morris here with you for today's battle of the woods between Eastwood and Elmwood. Joining me for today is Jimmy Nicholson. And Jimmy, as we get set for the Harold Florian Funeral Home Kick, two teams that know each other very well, even though this is their first time playing in the non-conference time. What are you looking to see here today? Looking to see some good physical football, I feel like. I'm excited to see if it's feels big time here. It's my first time watching two Division Five schools in a while. Um, they, they both impressed me. Elmwood looks great and they're all black and uh, Eastwood looks good and all white. They both, they, they look good, you play good, and it feels like big time football tonight. The Harold Forney funeral kick went through the end zone, so we'll see Elmwood starting with the ball at the 20 yard line. They'll start the ball with, with the ball today. We'll see Eastwood start to start this second half. The kickoff today brought to you by Harold Florian Funeral Home. Fostoria's oldest established funeral home serving the area for over 100 years. Find them at 301 West Tiffin Street in Fostoria. Elmwood will start with the ball. We'll see four receivers out to the right side, but just one on the left side. Quarterback back in the shotgun, hand faking it. Will be a quarterback keeper this time for Mitchell Oliver back there to start this one off as he's still on his feet. Finally brought down right before the 30-yard line out to about the 27. So QB keeper to get things started, and we'll see probably multiple guys in the quarterback position with both Oliver and Pearson Parsons. A uh, little bit of split duty, it appears, so far. Yeah, they tried to get that motion going there when the four receivers to the right side. It's not something to see traditionally, and try to get people looking that way, and the quarterback kept right up the middle. It was a nice run. Second down and two coming up for Elmwood from their own 28-yard line is now... Looks like Parsons will go back into the quarterback position. So it looks like maybe what we see with Oliver is more of the option style when he is back there in the role. They'll send a man in motion to the left and getting the handoff will be Oliver this time as he's getting a first down and a little more. He's stopped just past the 30-yard line, but plenty for an Elmwood first down. Yep, they come right back to that same motion, but they actually gave it to him, like switching the quarterbacks every time to keep him. Looks like they're going to get a heavy dose of uh, Oliver tonight. Oliver, the six-foot sophomore. 
couple Olivers on the field between him and Micah for Elmwood. First and 10 coming up for the Royals from their own 31-yard line. Just over a minute into this one, they'll send a man in motion to the right side. Parsons will hand it off, but immediately going to be stuffed in the backfield for a loss. First on the scene that time was Ian Siverson for Eastwood. Yeah, it almost looked like they were running the screen. It didn't look like uh, anyone for Elmwood blocked anyone. Just right up the middle and nothing going. I mean, it looks like I, mean, I haven't seen Elmwood get into a huddle yet. There's no huddle, four or five wide every single time. This is fun to watch. Second down and 13 coming up for Elmwood. 10-15 left to go. First quarter still scoreless here between Elmwood and Eastwood. A battle of the Woods non-conference edition here. When class gets 96-7 WBVI. Oliver looks to be back there as the quarterback. He'll keep it right side. We'll get some of those yards back after the loss. Just gets back really right about to the original line of scrimmage for a gain of a couple. Still going to be third and long coming up. Yeah, it, it appears that Elmwood doesn't want to play behind the sticks. I know they're spreading out. It looks like they're a real spread team. Looks like they just want to spread you out to run it right now. Let's see if they can actually throw the pass here on a third and long, get something going down the field. Third and 11 coming up for Elmwood with just about nine and a half minutes to go. Opening quarter of action. Today's first half today brought to you by NWO, serving you and your family in many locations, including Finley, Tiffin, and Bowling Green. Five wide set this time for Parsons. They'll look to throw near side. That's going to be hauled in by Micah Oliver as he's able to keep his feet moving, get out to about the 35-yard line, but that'll still end up bringing up a fourth down for Elmwood. Yeah, a little bubble screen to the right to the short side of the field. I know Matt would like that, but that Eastwood is all over that. Never had a chance, really, but fourth and six here. Um, I mean, good stand by Eastwood. So it looks like we'll see Elmwood go back to punt this one away as we get under nine minutes to go, opening quarter of action. Bit of a low snap punt is able to be booted away. Returnable for Elmwood at about the 42, Eastwood rather at the 42-yard line. And near the midfield marker will be the guy who takes it for Eastwood. That was number five on the return, Daquan Oliver. Yeah, kind of a short punt, but effective. It limited the return yards. Probably about a 15, 15 yard net punt right after the return. But let's see what uh, Eastwood comes uh, comes out and spread as well. And Two, two battle of high school spread offenses and see how, how it goes. 8.46 remaining. First quarter still scoreless here between Elmwood and Eastwood. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. And we'll see Eastwood start with the ball near midfield just on their side of the 50 at the 48. It'll be a quarterback keeper by design. First play of the game for Caden Donnell. And he's going to get hit pretty quickly. He'll be held to no game. That's yeah, a really nice play by Elmwood's defensive end. It's hard to read their numbers with that, his dark numbers, but he made a nice play, really closed that hole down and reached around, grabbed that quarterback with one arm, and the rest came in to, to stop it. It kind of looks like Eastwood's looking like they're trying to run a similar offense to Elmwood's. It's a battle, a mere battle. Neither team's huddling and coming right at you in the spread. Down and 10 coming up for Eastwood as they'll hand it off left side. They'll hand it off to Caden Mays, but he's going to be hit immediately. First on the scene for Elmwood was number 54. And that'll be Jimmy Palmer first there for Elmwood as it'll be now a third and 10 coming up for Eastwood. I mean, kind of the same thing I said last time for Elmwood. Let's see if Eastwood can try to push the ball down the field here on third and 10 and um, maybe throw it like down the field. And 10 now for Eastwood. Donald going back to throw. He'll throw it on the far side. That's going to be caught. 
So they'll be tackled right around the first down marker as it was Andre Lewis, the junior, on the ground for the Eagles. Yeah, a little jailbreak screen to the wide side of the field. I and mean, the lineman did a great job of getting downfield. He just had a nice little fence. You know, guys running right in front of him, right behind him. I think, I thought he got it, but that spot doesn't look like it was very good. Does show fourth and one for Eastwood as oh, they get onto the Elmwood side of the field. Looks like the offense will at least stay on the field for the moment. Fourth and one. They do go for the hard snap count. Look over to the sideline. Still 10 left on the play clock to work with if they do end up burning a timeout here. Tried to get him with the hard count. They didn't fall for it. And they will, in fact, hand it off. But a flag came. And see exactly what it is. It might have been some he called movement sides. from Elmwood. And, yeah, it looks yeah. like that's exactly what we're going to see. Yeah, he was all over that. I didn't see it. Going to say the Elmwood defender was attempting to time it up just with the fact that the play clock was running down as low as it was and might have been just a smidgen too early. Like I said, I was so focused on they didn't jump when they went to hard count that I didn't took my eye off the defensive line. But, but hey, good for, for Eastwood to get that first down without actually having to run a play. First and 10 now for Eastwood into Elmwood territory at the 38. They'll send him in motion from right to left. Back in the gun is Donald. He'll look to throw across the middle, and that is going to be caught. Still moving, finally brought down just before the 10-yard line as he found Daquan Oliver down the middle of the field. Quick little post route. That'll be a big play for Eastwood. That's illegal. It's a legal motion. The receiver came across the formation and went forward. He's not allowed to do that. That's what they're getting him for. The same guy they motioned, the same guy they hit down the seam, and can't go forward before they snap it, and this will be coming back. It was a nice little play. I thought the Helmwood had a beat on him. was going to knock it down, and right through some defenders and it's coming back either way. So that will in fact bring them back. Will remain a first down. Under seven minutes left to go here. First quarter still scoreless between Eastwood and Elmwood. Week two action here in Ohio High School Football. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson with Young Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. First and 15 now for Eastwood. Ball on the Elmwood 43. So they'll hand it off left side. It's going to be Caden Mays on the give as he gets a good chunk of those penalty yards back, but that'll still bring up a second down and fairly long as he only gains about three. Yeah, they pull, I think they pulled the both the right guard and the right tackle and just almost did a good job of squeezing that down on the left side and pulled him down for not much gain there, about three or four yards. Second and 12 coming up for Eastwood. 6.05 remaining first quarter of action. See three receivers out to the right side, just one out to the left this time. So in motion from the right to the left side. Now we'll see Donald going back to throw. He'll look across the middle again, and that'll time the will fall incomplete as he was looking for Colton Woodward on the near side down the sideline. Very similar play to the one they hit down the seam. He just went on the outside this time on a wheel, and the outside receiver went inside. He had a, he had a little bit of a chance, just a little bit overthrow by the quarterback. But uh, nice looking play, trying to throw the ball down the field. Now they got a third and long here on the, looks pr probably four down territory here. I mean, I'd look for him to try to get five or six yards here to make it doable on fourth down. It'll be third and 12 coming up for Eastwood. Two receivers out to the right side, one to the left. Donald rolling to his right, looking down the field. And he will throw. That's going to be incomplete as he was again looking for Woodward this time on the far side of the field as now that brings up fourth and 12 for the Eagles. Yeah, it looks like they're going to punt. I thought he had the guy in the flats. It was a straight sprint rollout right. Looks like they had the back right away, but he didn't want the three or four yards he was probably going to get. He was trying to get all 10 or, 10 or 12 of those and end to be an incomplete pass. Good coverage by Elmwood. 
Now looks like they're going to try to pin him down here. Putting from the 40. From Elmwood's 40. So we'll see Elmwood back in their punt return unit with Eastwood bringing their punter out. Punting from right about midfield, but it will be blocked. Race to the ball will be recovered by Eastwood, but that's a big blocked punt for the Royals as they'll start in East territory with 5.38 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, that was a great. Looked like that was Jack Hummel. I think that was 51. I mean, no one stopped him. Um, Eastwood had three guys back in front of the punter, but no one wanted to step in front of that big fella. He's 220 pounds. I don't know if I'd want to jump in front of him either. Great block. He got both hands on that, batted that back 10 yards, and then tried to run it down, but someone from Eastwood fell on it. The punter fell on it. Great play. That really should get this home ground going. So the Elmwood ball, first and 10 from Eastwood territory at the 34 after the blocked punt. We'll see a five wide set this time with Parsons back there in the gun. And he'll look to throw as he was looking on the screen. He will toss it over on the near side. It's going to go off the hand of Micah Oliver, end up falling incomplete. Yeah, right through his hands. I thought the Eastwood had popped right up in the air. I thought the Eastwood kid was going to have a chance to dive over and get it. He just got down a little quicker than he could. But yeah. 5.33 remaining. First quarter of action between Elmwood and Eastwood. Still scoreless here in Bloomdale. Yeah, Elmwood still just getting the calls from the sideline. No one's huddling. They're all just looking at their wristbands. Everyone's five wide, both teams. So really entertaining. Um, no huddle necessary. Second out and 10 for Elmwood. Another five wide set. And this time we will have a timeout being taken because they were running out of time on the play clock at that time. So 5.33 remaining. First quarter still scoreless here between Elmwood and Eastwood. Gives us a chance to take a look at our scoreboard for the first time here tonight. Lakota, a 7-0 lead on Arcadia thus far in that one there in the first quarter. Allen East leading Arlington by a score of a 7-0 also in the first quarter. McComb jumping up on Crestview, 13-0, also in quarter number one. Liberty Benton, a 7-0 lead. They lead Columbus Grove over in Putnam County. And uh, PG and Bluffton, they are tied 7-7 in the first quarter. No updates yet between Ada and Riverdale, along with Van Buren and Lipsick. In the uh, NLL, Perrysburg, a 7-0 lead over Marysville. And no updates yet on the Finley game as they take on Lima Senior. Same thing for Faustoria in their matchup with Bowling Green. Yeah, just a beautiful night for football. Nice and it's cooling down a little bit. The sun's out. Um, still, it's just beautiful. Ready to go following the timeout. Second out and 10 for Elmwood. They'll hand it off on the right side. Nice little hole that time for the runner as it was Brennan Heiser stepping in that time after going in motion. He gets a nice little chunk of yards. Going to bring up third and about two. Yeah, very nice run. It always, it, I keep thinking they're five wide. They're not going to run it, but they motion someone back in there and then they run it right off tackle. It was a nice run. They're spreading them out just to run it right up the, in between the tackles. Third down and two for Elmwood. Fairly deep in Eastwood territory at the 26. And we're going to have some movement on the far side. One of the receivers out in the slot for Elmwood made a move quicker than the ball was snapped as it was Gavin Solaric over there in motion that time. Yeah, the clap got, clap got the offensive player this time around, not the defense. 
just jumped a little too early and we'll see. That was that was a great play for Elmwood there. They had a third and man. Well, now we're back to third and seven, third and eight. I don't think that's where they want to be. I think they like to be in those third and shorts. So we'll see what they can do here. I think they're in four down territory too on the 31 yard line. So see if they can try to get a little bit of this back or if they go for it all. Five wide set for Elmwood again. Three to the left, two to the right. This looks like a jailbreak screen as they pitch it on the near side to Micah Oliver. He only gets a couple of those yards back as he gets back to the 30. I think that it looks like it looked like the Bolts middle linebackers blitz right double A gap right up the center. I think the quarterback had no choice but to get rid of it as fast as he could. Now you're looking at a fourth and five on the 30-yard line. For 36 remaining opening quarter, still scoreless between Elmwood and Eastwood. More than six coming up for Elmwood. Looks like the offense will, in fact, stay on the field with looking like another five wide set, this time with four receivers to the left side to the wide side, which is Micah Oliver on the right side. Parsons back there. He'll look to throw. He's looking across the middle. Has his man, oh. but it will be dropped. And in the case of running before you complete the action of the grab that time for Elmwood will result in a turnover on downs. Yeah, it was a great play design. They had the inside guy on the four wide receiver side to loop out. I was looking at him for a screen um, to the far side, and then the two inside guys did slants and just hit him right on the money and just let it get to his shoulder pads, didn't use his hands to catch it. And there's a lot of, lot of gas here from the Elmwood side. Good stand by Eastwood. I mean, after that block punt, I mean, momentum kind of shifted a little bit. Now they can grab it back and maybe settle in here with, you know, 431 left in the first. First and 10 coming up for Eastwood from their own 30-yard line. Donald will go back. He'll look to throw. He'll have a man on the far side spinning his way back into traffic. Will be Caden Mays as he's able to get out to about the 35 for a gain of five. Yeah, that was, that was a nice little play. Just hit, the, hit him right out of the back. Just hit him right out in the flats. I think it looks like Eastwood's going to have to do some of that. They're going to throw it underneath. Looks like Elmo's trying to keep everything in front of him, trying to make him go the distance, trying to limit the big plays, and they're going to have to take what the, what the defense is giving them right now and make him come up and see if they can go from there. Again, five now for Eastwood. They'll send him in motion from right to left. They'll hand it to him on the jet sweep to Oliver. And he'll get to the edge before he's shoved out of bounds right in front of the 40-yard line. Do see a flag over there on the far side of the field, though. Oliver's all over the place. Oliver's on both teams, huh? So we will see. We will end up Ball calling star. it against... Eastwood. Yeah, I didn't see who I think he, there. I think he signaled it incorrectly. I think it's illegal procedure because you have to call false starts immediately. Yeah. Yeah, someone must have moved. I mean, maybe the, yeah, maybe the tackle moved a little bit. It was a nice play. It was good. They were going to have a first down. Now they're back to second and ten. Second and 10 for Eastwood, back at their 30-yard line. They'll send Oliver in motion to the right. They'll fake the handoff to him, hand it to Mays again as he goes back upfield, and they'll get stopped back at the 35 again. So able to regain some of those yards from the penalty, brings up third and five. Yeah, they've got a lot of confusion. They're, they're motioning people, making you look over there. They just gave it to Oliver, and they motion him back this way, and then they hand it right back to the halfback. Nice little play design there to the left side. I will say it is very jarring for me as someone who's seen Eastwood over the years as often as I have, almost never in the shotgun, been exclusively in the shotgun so far. 
be third and five. Donald will look to throw, and he'll have his man on the far side of the field. That'll be Andre Lewis, the first down, and a little more for Eastwood as he's shoved out of bounds right around midfield. It appears the Eastwood coaches are kind of seeing the similar thing as what I said earlier, is that you're going to have to throw it underneath and make your yards afterwards. That's a little five-yard hitch. I mean, Elwood DB's still five yards behind him when he caught the ball, and then he ran for an extra five yards. So nice play. They're on the right hash here with the first and ten, almost to midfield. First and 10 for Eastwood. 3.13 to go first quarter. Still scoreless between the Royals and the Eagles. First and 10 from their side of the 50 at the 47. Send Oliver in motion to the far side of the field. Donald will drop back. He'll look to throw. Has his man on the near side. Is going to be caught by Caden Sanchez as he's finally going to be shoved out of bounds as he gets into Elmwood territory right around the 40-yard line. Yeah, Sanchez is a big... Big, big, big receiver out there. Looks like a fullback there. Just a little five and out. Like I said, they're Elmwood so far off. They, they motioned Oliver. I mean, he's a real threat on that jet sweep. They've proven that. They just got a little five and out, and he did the rest of his legs. Another five or six yards. First and ten for Eastwood. Ball on the Elmwood 41. So handed off this time to Mays. The left side dive play is he'll get out just past the 40 for a gain of about three. Nice hard run. It's almost like they're just keeping him honest, running that right up the middle, just a straight dive up the middle, and then working the outsides on the passing and the sweeps. So doing a good job of, of calling the plays tonight. Let's see if uh, what's got in store here on second and eight. Three receivers out to the left side, just one on the left. Donald will drop back. He'll look throw, has to avoid some pressure. Rolls to his left. Flag coming in, still up on his feet as he spins away, and the play will actually end up getting blown dead. I think the Elmwood defender grabbed his face mask when he went flying by. He made, made a nice little cut, Eastwood's quarterback, and then I think the kid from Elmwood just grabbed his face mask and threw it right away. And that is exactly what we will see get called against Elmwood. That'll give Eastwood some but even better field position. Only a five-yard face mask, so that's good. I guess it didn't grab and, and pull. Only a five-yard face mask here, so you're still looking at second and three. Second and three for Eastwood from the Elmwood 34 with 2.22 left to go first quarter. Still scoreless, and now we're going to have a timeout taken on the Eastwood side. So each team's already taken a timeout. Timeouts today brought to you by Warner Economy Corner, located corner of Blanchard Street and Blanchard Avenue for deals on wheels. We'll go ahead and take another look at our scoreboard for the area. You can, of course, find them on both WFOB and WBVI.com. Looking at the BVC, BBC uh, all tied up now between Liberty Benton and Columbus Grove. They're knotted up at seven apiece. Alney still a 7-0 lead on Arlington. Same thing for Macomb over Crestview, still leading by a score of 13-0 are the Panthers. Lakota, a 7-0 lead on Arcadia, still in the first quarter over there in that one. Lipstick now jumping out to a 14-0 lead against Van Buren with that game being played over at Lipstick. Pandora, Gibbo, and Bluffton still tied at 7 apiece. Clay, a 14-7 lead over Northview in the NLL. Finley up 14-0 on Lima thus far. No updates yet between Carey and Galleon. Still 7-0 in that matchup. 
Same thing for Hopewell Loudon and Mohawk, still 0-0, zero zero, but Gibson striking first against Senek East, taking the 6-0 lead. Okay, we're back here, second and three. Here comes Eastwood. Donald will keep it this time as he goes to the right side as he's able to avoid one tackler, then cutting it back towards the sideline. Now he'll be brought down right before the 20-yard line, so we'll scamper for a gain of about 12. That'll be enough for an Eastwood first down. Yeah, they've run that dive up the middle, dive up the middle of that shotgun. He put it in the guy's stomach, pulled it out, ran out right, got a couple nice blocks, made a nice cut. Really good play for Eastwood. They're just now almost inside the 20 here on the 21. Just in 10 for Eastwood. Ball on the Elmwood 21-yard line. See two receivers left, one out to the right. Donald in the gun. He'll drop, he'll look to throw, looking across the middle, has his man, and into the end zone will be Caden Sanchez as Eastwood will strike first. Yeah, just all goes. Looks like everybody's just going right down the seam. He was open. Elmwood was in his own. Quarterback had a nice throw, just fit it right in there for a touchdown. 44 is a, a problem. Elmwood's going to have to find him. He's a he's a big, big, strong athlete. Looks like he could do it all. Blocking, catching, running. So, really good throw. They snapped wow. that play with 15 seconds in the play clock. They got a nice play and went no huddle. I don't know if Elmwood was quite really ready for that and then just hit that right down the scene. That's another one of uh, Matt's favorite things is when the team runs the, they send everybody out to the left side just aside from the holder and the kicker as the PAT will be up and will be good. Eastwood will now lead 7 and nothing with 2.06 to go in the opening quarter. Yeah, that's uh, that's another one of Matt's uh, pet peeves. If you ever seen Arlington, they do that little set and then everyone jumps off sides every freaking time, every time. It's pretty funny. But yeah, good. Hey, kicked it up, 7 nothing. Eastwood take control. Elmwood's going to need to respond here. They look a little dejected. See if they can get something going offensively. I think they got to get Oliver involved. I mean, really, they shouldn't be down. I mean, really had a chance to, to put one in down there if Oliver hangs on to that. That was that fourth That was fourth and six. So see if they can come back here. The guys are going to go the distance. They had they had great field position last time. Let's just see if they can get maybe get something on this kick return. Try to get something going here. 2.06 remaining in this opening quarter of action when we get back for the Harold Florian Funeral Home Kickfall Stories, oldest establishment home serving the area for over 100 years. Find them at 301 West Sippin Street in Faustoria. Yeah, I thought we might be in store for a long night when I saw five wide, both teams throwing it everywhere. <laughs> the clock's not going to run, but the ball really hasn't hit the ground very much. They've been running the ball. They're spreading it out more to run, and then when they're throwing it, they've thrown the short passes that have been caught. So it's, it's been a pretty quick first quarter, but you know sometimes you see that and incomplete pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, and both teams are five wide the whole time, but that hasn't really been the case. See if that trend continues as we progress through tonight's ball game as the lights starting to shine here at Elmwood. Yes, nice cool night. You can see the lights flickering on here. Sun's going down. It's starting to be fall. I'm not quite ready for summer to be over, but I guess it, I guess the rude reality is it is. Ooh, a little onside kick here almost. Short kick will be just hopped on top of by Elmwood at about the 37, 38 yard line on the short kick. So some good starting field position this time for the Royals. See if they can get something going to cut into this seven nothing deficit. Yeah, it looked like they just tried to kick it over that front line of Elmwood because they only have two, two guys in that second line, but the front line was ready for that. I and mean, he did a good job at least getting his hands on it, knocking that ball down. 
Let's see if they can get the ball to Oliver here and get things going. They got, they got Oliver back at quarterback, it looks like, right here, I think. Looks that way. It'll be first and 10 for Elmwood ball on their own 38-yard line. We'll see four receivers to the right, just one to the left. As we do see Oliver in there at quarterback. He'll take it on the right side. So get a little bit of a seam. He'll finally be brought down at about the 45. So solid gain of about seven that time on the keeper. Yeah, it's like Oliver's back there at quarterback. You know they're going to run it, and there's not much you can do about it. He still gets a six, seven yards on a little quarterback sweep right. Nice nice blocking, nice tough run. I mean, he's getting two or three yards after he's getting getting uh, Eastwood players wrapped around him. So nice hard run. Second out and three coming up for Elmwood. Ball on their own 45-yard line with 1.30 left to go here. First quarter of action, Eastwood the 7-0 lead, but Elmwood with the ball. See Oliver still back there at quarterback. Three wide set. Send a man in motion, fake the jet sweep. He'll keep it as he goes up the middle as looking like just enough for a first down as he gets out to about the 49-yard line, and he'll do just that with 1.13 left to go in the first quarter. Another nice hard run. They motioned and faked that jet sweep to the right. He just went right up the middle. It really did get the D lineman. He, he thought it was going that way, take a step, and Oliver's right up the middle. Another hard run. Says he's 200 pounds. He, he's tall and athletic. He doesn't look like he's 200 pounds, but he's, run, he's running hard. First and 10 for Elmwood from their own 49-yard line as we get under a minute left to go here in the first quarter. Another five wide set, three to the right, two to the left. Parsons back in there this time, and this will be blown dead right as the play was starting. Looks like we got a timeout right before the ball was snapped, and that's exactly what we will see with 48 seconds left to go here in the first quarter of action. 7-0 is your score. Eastwood with the lead currently over Elmwood. And take a look at some of our games uh, around the area where we have another moment as... Things are all tied up over between uh, Columbian and Chardon as it is 7-7 seven seven now in the fourth quarter as Columbian was able to get a pick six to take the lead before Chardon came back and scored. Even more news in the NFL as uh, Trey Lance has moved over to the Cowboys from the Niners for just a fourth round pick as Trayvon updated that in our group chat. I know, I know I got some updates on the Arnold's game. I know they they fumbled inside the 20 on option, and that's when Alanis went in and scored, and then they fumbled the next uh, kickoff and then actually got an interception inside the inside the 20 the next time. So it seems like not a great start for Arlington against Allen East uh, in unfamiliar territory. Um, I think it might be the first time I think they've ever played um, in that news. That's the, that's the only insight I got, Lance. It's more than I have, <laughs> at least in that specific game. Yeah, I'm counting on you guys for everything else. That's all I can bring to the table. It's something. <laughs> you got something in your favor. But we're ready to go following the timeout. First and 10 for Elmwood as they'll hand it left side. So that's going to be Heiser on the carry as he'll get into Eastwood territory as he's stopped at about the 47-yard line. Yeah, another example, they're five wide, and they motioned that running back right in there. That was a nice hard run. He jumped right over the Eastwood defender and got a nice four or five-yard gain. Really hard run. The second and six coming up for Elmwood probably will end up being the final play of this opening quarter. See four receivers out to the right side on the wide side, just one out to the left. 
Parsons will go back, he'll look to throw, has to avoid some pressure, throws it, and that'll be incomplete as that was bobbled that time by Micah Oliver. Would have been a big play, but it'll just end up falling incomplete with just six seconds remaining in the first quarter, bring up third and six. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have not seen this many four receivers to one side in a long time. It's like old oop-de-oop uh, that makes me think of my varsity blues uh, movie days. But, I mean, it looks like Eastwood's just in a straight-up because they keep running the ball, running the ball, and throwing it underneath. Eastwood's trying to make them throw the ball down the field. Elmwood's doing the opposite, making them run it inside. So, I mean, if Elmwood could get a little time, they could push the ball down the field. But that's the second time they push the ball down the field with a drop pass. So, now you got four receivers to the left. Receivers so out to the left on the short side as Parsons will go back and he's going to just throw it away. And I don't know. They blow it must, must have been blown dead just based on the reactions, but now actually, <laughs> now, now it's blown dead after the fact as Eastwood was just starting to run down the field with the ball, but he said, if you haven't heard a whistle, play's still alive. I think that's intentional grounding, but I'm waiting for somebody to throw a flag. I mean, he had no one in the area. If they're five wide, there's not anyone from Elmwood in that area since four of the receivers to the left side and the one on the right side went deep, but yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Well, you can, yeah, he did. He say, I don't, it doesn't really matter how you throw, throw it, it but if you, you are, it, if you are still matter. in the tackle box and you're, there's nobody around the ball, it, it can still right. be called intentional grounding, but they let it go. They, yeah. they let it go. I'm surprised. Sometimes they'll wait and they'll talk about that and then call the, the flag afterwards. Yeah, I've seen Brett Favre throw the underhand pass. I know you can throw it underhand, and that's what it was. It did. If you didn't have the right angle at that, it did look like a fumble, but uh, I think they called it incomplete. Now you got one second. I knew you cursed us by saying that was the last play of the quarter. I said probably. <laughs> I said probably. Now Elmwood's got a punt here, almost at midfield here, fourth and 11. Then get brought back a little bit for... A delay of game, possibly to just give them a little bit more room to punt, but that's going to be a short punt. It does take a little Elmwood bounce as it goes out of bounds at about the 33-yard line. Another net, about 15-yard punt. I mean, it makes you, makes you reconsider these punts, but I guess they have 15 yards, 15 yards. Um, let's see if Eastwood, they got control here. They got a quarter break. Let's see if they can come out here and, you know, put another one on the board here at Elmwood and really take the wind out of their sails. Looks like they're kind of just pressing on them, pressing on them, pressing on them and see if Elmwood responds here. They really need to stop. With that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. We come back, we'll have a start of the second quarter here from Elmwood. Again, 7-0 is the score. Eastwood with the advantage. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. My name is Carrie Malligan with Harold Floriana Funeral Home. In 1975, my father, Jeff Floriana, married my mother, Candy. That's when he not only committed his life to her, but our family business. Jeff, along with my husband, Tony, carry on our family's tradition of commitment and pride in our community. A lot has changed since we began in 1904, but one thing hasn't. Our promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in our call to get information on pre-planning your future. Let your wishes be known and help ease the burden of your loved ones. Same location we've always been, on the corner of Tiffin and Union Streets in Faustoria. Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We're here for you. Due to substantial growth at Morgan Advanced Materials, we're hiring and want you to join our team. If you're looking for a competitive starting wage, Morgan Advanced Materials has production operator positions starting at $19.76 an hour with the potential of up to $23.91 an hour. Join our team at Morgan Advanced Materials located in Faustoria. Call us at 419-360-9751 or head to morganadvancedmaterials.com to launch a career that strives to make this world a better place. 
Starting action here in the second quarter. First and 10 for Eastwood. Pass though will be broken up by Micah Oliver to bring up second and 10 for Eastwood. 11.56 remaining in half number one. Eastwood, the 7 nothing lead. Lance Moore, Shimmy Nicholson with you on Classic Hits. 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Eastwood ball, second and 10 coming up from their own 33. Yeah, Micah had that. It was green grass in front of him. He could have held on to that. He got one hand up, needed the other, and that would have been a huge play. Just the play Elmwood needed. Looks like maybe they're going to apply a little pressure, not be so soft on defense here. And that was, man, that was a great play. A little, a, a little bit of a low snap for Donald as he just tries to make what he can out of it. He's able to get a few yards, but still bring up third and about eight. Yeah, like, once again, not where Eastwood wants to be. Let's see if they can. They're going to have to throw the ball down the field or get, some, get a little run after catch here on third and eight. Donald, he'll roll to his right. He's looking down the field, has some time. He will now heave that one. As that is going to be caught. A big play on the grab that time. Number three for Eastwood. That'll be Brock Mezinger for a big Eastwood Eagle first down. Yeah, it came all the way across the field, a little rollout to the right. I thought he was going to throw it to number five, Oliver, because I thought he had him. He had him He had him beat by a couple steps, but he goes to the guy running a similar pattern right behind him in number three. So it was really great. He just threw it up for him. The receiver just went up and caught that I mean, secured it and went down to the ground. First and 10 for Eastwood from the Elmwood 33. So give it to Oliver on the jet sweep to the far side as he'll get hit fairly quickly. So he'll only gain about two. Yeah, I was wondering when they were going to get Oliver involved again. Eastwood, that is. And Daquan, it looks like. I know we got lots of Olivers going on, but he's, he's done a nice job of carrying the ball when he's got it. And they tried to jet sweep, but Elmwood was all over at that time. Second down and nine coming up for Eastwood from the Elmwood 32 with 10-32 remaining here in the first half. Eastwood, the 7-0 lead, looking to add on to that 7-0 advantage. As we'll see Donald roll to his right, looking to throw again, and he'll go down the field. That's going to be caught by Dequan Oliver as he's going to get another first down and get Eastwood into the red zone. Yeah, it kind of looks like Eastwood's kind of figured out something. They're going to get, they're going to try to get this quarterback outside the pocket, you know, give him some time to let the receivers work themselves down the field, and that's been a recipe for success this drive. Let's see if they keep it going here. It was a really nice throw and catch on the run, just firing a about 5, 10 yard out. First and 10 for Eastwood from the Elmwood 19. To be a keeper for Donald as he goes up the middle this time. He'll get hit fairly quickly as he'll get about three. Yeah, he runs it hard. That's, a, that's nice to have a quarterback that can just stick it right up in there and run it up the middle. That was just kind of like a quarterback lead there. Um, just trying to keep people inside so they can still do their jet sweep and still get their quarterback outside, um, outside the pocket as well. Let's get out an eight coming up for Eastwood. We'll see two receivers to the left, one out to the right. Donald in the gun. Now we'll have some flags come in. So-called offsides against Elmwood. That's a, that's a pretty big offsides, and they're down to the 12-yard line, it looks like here. Now they got second and three, so really manageable here for Eastwood to really have a chance to put this in. 9.20 remaining here in the first half. 7-0 lead for Eastwood over Elmwood. Eastwood now into the red zone, though, as they'll have second and three coming up from the 12 after an offsides penalty. We'll see two receivers 
out to the right, just one to the left. Donald in the gun. So we'll have another flag come in. He's now to be a delay game on Eastwood, so we'll go right back another five yards. That's hard to believe. Without huddling, they're calling the play in. After a penalty, that you get a delay game. You just don't see that very often, especially the timeouts they've used. I'm surprised that he didn't try to use one right there. They had great field position now at the 12. Pushes him back. I mean, they're still fine at the 17 on a second and eight, but I like second and three a lot better. We'll be second and eight now for East. We'll see two receivers to the right, one to the left. Donald will fake the give. He'll roll to his right. He'll throw that one as that's going to be caught by Colton Woodward. He's going to stumble around. Looks like he'll have enough for another Eastwood first down. As that'll bring it in the first and goal situation. Like I said, who needs those five yards? They knew they had that the whole time, Lance, on the fake. But, uh, yeah, a little play action there. Haven't seen much of that um, with a little bit of rollout. Just hit a five and out on the short side of the field. Um, that soft coverage from Elmwood. They're really going to have to stiffen up here. They're inside the five. I don't know where they at, Lance, at the three? Yes, first and goal coming up from the three. Okay. Donald will stick in the shotgun, has a receiver out to each side, running back to his left. They send the tight end slightly in motion as a lead blocker as they hand it to Mays as he's going to be hit fairly quickly. Looks like he'll end up actually losing a yard or two. Yeah, he just could not find anything inside. It looked like they tried to just run a little quarter, a little halfback lead there behind 44. That's who I'd run behind too. He, he's, a, he's a nice player and a nice blocker, but nothing was going. Good job by the, the front, front four of Elmwood. Second and goal now from the four for Eastwood with 8.15 to go in the first half. We'll see same formation. Donald will keep it this time as he looks for a seam. He's not going to find one. Looks like forward progress, though, will gain him about a yard, bring up third and goal. I mean, it looks like Eastwood's going away with what was working. They were getting outside. They are rolling out. Now they're trying to run it right up the middle, and, and Elmwood's having nothing to do with it. They're really dominating the line of scrimmage, and there's nothing going there. Third and goal from the threes. We get under eight minutes left to go here. First half of action. Eastwood, the 7-0 lead over Elmwood, looking to add on here as they're into the third and goal situation. I would assume they're going to do something to the left side so they can at least get this. is a tough field goal angle on the right hash here. I would anticipate something going to the left, if nothing else. Some tight end in motion to the right. Donald looking to throw. Has his man in the end zone for the touchdown is Andre Lewis on the ground from three yards out to add on to the lead. Yeah, just hit him on a hit him on a hit him on a little slant. They got they had the tight end going out, opened up a seam right there. You just I mean, as a defender, I mean, I'm sure you're taught to stay on that inside, not let him go inside, but he did a good job of changing his direction, his speed, and got open. Great throw by the quarterback. There wasn't a huge window there, and he snuck it right in there. We'll see them get ready for the PAT. Kick is up, and it is good. Then will add on to their lead, make it now 14 to nothing. The 7.23 left to go here in the first half of action. We'll go ahead, step aside for a quick timeout. We'll come back more action here between Elmwood and Eastwood. Eastwood, the 14 nothing advantage. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go. NWO. 
Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. 723 remaining first half of action between Elmwood and Eastwood. Eastwood, though, the 14 to nothing lead. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson with you here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. Harold Florian, a funeral home kick returnable for Elmwood. So get out to about the 22 yard line. That's where they'll get their offense back on the field with 7.15 left to go here in this first half of action in this little now non conference battle of the woods between Elmwood and Eastwood. And Jimmy, what are some of the big things you've seen so far? Obviously, the Eastwood offense has been able to do a little bit more, hence they get the 14-0 advantage. Yeah, it almost seems do or die for Elmwood right here. Um, it seems like they got they got to back Eastwood off. I mean, they're up there in their face, not giving anything away, but they're going to have to try to push the ball down the field and, you know, hang on to a couple of those passes they've had down the field that have been successful, just have gone in and out of the Elmwood receiver's hands. So, I mean, I think they're going to have to push the ball down the field. First and 10 for Elmwood as they'll hand it off on first and 10, but that's a nice little run finally going to be brought down as that time it was number 11, Brennan Heiser on the carry for Elmwood as he was able to get a little more than 10 yards for a first down on the first carry. It's a great run there. They spread him out just to run it up the middle. He had a nice little cutback, had a nice lane and did the rest. Like I said, it feels like Elmwood's got to do something here. They got to match him with only six, a little over six minutes here and and down 14 points, it feels pretty desperate if it's a desperate times in the second quarter. First and 10 for Elmwood. They'll hand it off again to Heiser. So he'll again have some running room, not as much as the last time, but is able to go forward and get about five. Yeah, running to the short side of the field here, and he did a good job. I thought he was going to go out of bounds, and he stepped up and got a couple more yards with it with a little dive. So he's really given everything he has here. Nice little five yards. That's, if they can get five yards on first down every time, but the way Eastwood's playing, I mean, they're making them, making them, you know, go 10, 11, 12 plays every time, and you can't, you can't make a mistake. And there's been lots of, lots of flags that have put people behind the chains as well. Took it down in five as they'll hand it off again. Another quick dive play, ended up getting a couple yards on another give to Heiser. Going to bring up third and about three coming up. That's Heiser three times in a row, I believe. It looked like there was, there was a hole there, but it closed fast. Eastwood linebackers just closed that thing right off the left side, and he was not going forward on that one. Third and three coming up for Elmwood. 5.45 left to go here. First half of action. East with the 14-0 advantage. at your score on the Ropey Corporation scoreboard. Celebrating over 60 years as a leading manufacturer in the commercial flooring industry. We'll see trips to the right side this time for Elmwood. Just one receiver out to the left. Parsons going to go. He'll look to throw as he'll throw an interception right into the arms of Kevin Lewis. And he will walk into the end zone for the pick six for Eastwood. Add on to the lead. Uh, I think it's coming back, Lance. I saw that clip right at the end. The lineman, could, I thought they didn't throw it. I didn't. I saw the block in the back, but uh, right on. I mean, it looked like they tried to throw a little swing screen pass, and the pressure really got to the quarterback, and he flinged it out there, and the running back was not ready for it. The Eastwood uh, linebacker was. 
So we'll wait for the official word on the penalty. So it appears it'll be a block in the back. But yeah. they're going to call it after the interception. Oh, yeah, definitely after. That. I mean, sometimes those defenders get so excited. You know, you get a turnover. You're doing everything you can for your, your brother to get in the end zone, and he got excited and blocked the guy in the back. He really needed to let him go because, I mean, he was probably going to score either way. But here we go. Eastwood still has good field position um, at the 32 here. So see if Umwood can get a stop here. They've got to be desperate for that at this point. Can really take a lot of momentum out of Elmwood sales if they give up another touchdown here right before half with 520 left. With Eastwood also getting the ball to start the second half. Very good point, Lance. That's why you're the veteran. First and 10 for Eastwood from the Elmwood 32. Donald going to look to throw. Looking across the middle. Has a man wide open and will have it in the end zone for the touchdown as that is a big catch by Brock Messinger to add on to the Eastwood lead. That's what, that's what you do as a coaching staff. You you get a turnover, you go right back at him for a big play. I mean, a lot of times in these smaller football, you know, it could be the quarterback still playing DB, so go right at him and attack him, and that's what they did. And he was just wide open. Had to be a blown coverage there. Um, both receivers went deep, and the inside guy was just wide open. Good, good read by the quarterback to find the open guy. I mean, he had, he had air under that. The kid had all kinds of time. No one was around him. Bit of a high snap, kick though still up and will be good. So the score now 21 to nothing in favor of Eastwood with 5.13 left to go here in this first half of action. Lansmore's Jimmy Nicholson with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. We'll go ahead and take a look at some of our scores from around the area as we do have some updates. Lakota up big on Arcadia now 21 to nothing in that matchup. Allen East, a 14-3 lead on Arlington. Macomb leading Crestview by a score of 20-6. Columbus Grove now taking the lead on Liberty Benton. They lead 14-7. Some more BVC scores. Lipsick adding on. They lead Van Buren 28-0. They're still in the first quarter. Riverdale an 8-7 lead on Ada. And Bluffton currently leading Pandora 14-7. In the NLL, see if we have some updates. Clay leading Northview 21-7. to Do not see another update for the Finley score as it score remains 14-0 over Lima. Central Catholic leading Whitmer 21-0. Still in the first quarter in that one. And now what is a non-conference matchup between a couple schools up in Toledo. Allen East is up 21-3 on Arlington now. Nearly halftime. See, Harold Florian, if you don't kick, will go into the end zone that time off of the leg of Eastwood's kicker with 5.13 to go here in the first half of action. Harold Florian, a funeral home for Astoria's oldest established funeral home serving the area for over 100 years. Find them at 301 West Tiffin Street in Fostoria. See, Elmwood offense will get back on the field after the interception on the last drive. And uh, Jimmy, you kind of said was desperation going into that drive, even more so now after getting the ball back after the quick uh, quick one-play touchdown. Yeah, definitely desperation here. I think they can't try to get it all back in one play. They got to really – I mean, Eastwood's too good for that. They're going to have to try to work it down here and just try to use the rest of these five minutes to try to get a score here, get some momentum going into halftime. 
First and 10 for Elmwood as they'll hand it off up the middle. So that's a nice run that time. That time it was Andrew Traxler on the carry for his first carry of the game, and it's a good one as it's enough for an Elmwood first down. It, seems, it sure seems like Elmwood's got a lot of guys that carry the ball and run the ball pretty dang well. Uh, north and south, that's for sure. That's my kind of running style. First and 10 now for Elmwood. Ball on their own 32-yard line, 450 remaining in the first half. So I'll hand it off this time left side. Looks like that's Oliver on the carry. He's able to go forward, get about uh, four. Good forward progress gets him about six. Yeah, nice run. Like I said, that Elmwood's running the ball well. They just they just can't they can't keep it all together and pull it all together to put together a long drive. Like I said, that's what Eastwood's doing. They're keeping everything in front. They got a lot of people in the box here, even though it's spread. But second down at about five coming up for Elmwood. Yeah, Elmwood looks like they got a little. They got two backs in the shotgun back there with them. So for a lead back another blocker in there. Parsons will go back looking to throw, looking down the far side of the field. And that's going to be caught for a big play for Elmwood. As that was Mitchell Oliver on the ground for a Bigby Coffee big play, serving the Finley community with locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue to serve you. And that's the kind of play Elmwood really needed, Jimmy. Yeah, like I said, they brought those extra two blockers in there to try to give him a nice pocket. He, he stepped right up there, threw a nice ball down the right sideline just over the Eastwood kid just did not judge it very well. He stopped, put his hands up, and was right over his hands. He's lucky that didn't go the distance. First and 10 now for Elmwood. They'll hand it off. Left side to carry. Getting a little bit of a seam, but Heiser's going to run out of real estate on the near side as he shoved out of bounds at about the 11-yard line. Yeah, really used the field side. They had all that green grass, and they ran a sweep that way, and he had the speed to get there. So if I was Elmwood, I don't know if I'd be in a hurry to score. <laughs> Don't want to go, but hey, at this point they just want to take anything they can get. That's for sure. This is exactly what Elmwood needed here to respond, to get some confidence that they could they could compete in this game right now and, and and battle with Eastwood. First and ten for Elmwood from the Eastwood twelve. So they'll hand it off left side as the Andrew Traxler on the give as he'll get down to about the just the eleven. So only call a gain of one that time. Yeah, it seems like Elmwood's found something they like. They've been staying in the same formation the whole time with a fullback and a halfback back there to give them an extra blocker. So let's see. This start, things start to get a little bit tight here on the 12. So we'll see um, if they can punch it in. Second down in nine for Elmwood. We'll see two receivers out to each side this time with Parson back there in the gun. He'll drop back. He'll look to throw. He'll pump fake looking for the far corner of the end zone. And he is... In for the Elmwood touchdown in the far corner of the end zone. A big play by Oliver for the score for Elmwood to get him on the board. Yes, great pass. Great route by the receiver. He really got the DB's hips turned around. He did he did a, a deep post and then ran to, the, ran to the back corner. So he really got him turned around. And it's just a great ball by the quarterback. Put some air on it. Beautiful throw. We had to make sure he came up with it after he was tackled. But never a doubt he had it the whole time. I was going to say, I knew he caught it. It was just a matter of making sure he at least got a foot down in the end zone. Yeah, it was a beautiful. Those are, those, are the kind of, those are the kind of catches you kind of practice when you're a kid, you know, trying to keep your feet in, into the corner of the end zone. That's good. I'm glad. I'm here, I'm here to watch a good game, Lance. I want a good game, okay? I want, I'm happy to be doing a competitive game. And for a second there, it looked like it might have got away from Elmwood, but great response by them and their coaching staff, and um, they really needed that. Let's just see. I mean, I won't be surprised if they try to do something 
frisky on this kickoff. 21-7, now your score after the Elmwood touchdown with 3.12 left to go here first half of action. Lance Morris alongside Jimmy Nixon for today's coverage here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. Also, want to remind you, today's first half is brought to you by NWO, serving you and your family in many locations, including Finley, Tiffin, and Bowling Green. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the, it looks like maybe Elmwood might have found something there. They get to Oliver's on the outside, using them to throw the ball down the field. It looks like they have two other good running backs that, that they got back there. As much as I liked watching Oliver run the ball for Elmwood, it looks like he's pretty good uh, the far out of wide receiver, too. It's kind of nice to have a versatile player that can play quarterback, running back, and wide receiver as a weapon. Um, he's, a, he's a nice player for Elmwood. I think it was more for his efforts defensively, but Mike Oliver was an All-State player a season ago, so he's he's got, definitely got the credentials. Yes. That's like, I hear that a lot about the Olivers around here, that's for sure. Well, let's see, and there's 3-12. I don't know what Eastwood, I don't know how frisky they're going to get here. I mean, the way they've been moving the ball, I, I got a feeling they're going to they're gonna look to try to get some points here with, with 3-12. I doubt they're going to sit gonna on say, it. say maybe you go for like a home run right away just because that's what you did on the last drive and it was able to be a one-play drive? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it had to be a broken coverage last time. I mean... Eastwood can't try to push the ball down the field. I mean, Elmwood's got to be, they got to figure that out for sure because that guy was really open. This kick will be hit off of an Eastwood defender. They'll end up just falling down on Tom, but at about the 30-yard line. So that's where we'll see the Eastwood offense get back onto the field with 3.08 remaining in the first half. Eastwood, the 21-7 lead over Elmwood. They continued that ugly kickoff, but it's been so effective. You know, no one's returning that. It's a little squib. Knuckler, that, that guy that usually return it, gets his hands on it, just falls on it. So it's it's been good, and they still got to go, you know, um, 70 yards for a touchdown. So it's been very effective. Uh-oh, who's we that? We do have up? Elmwood player walking a little gingerly. I think that's Oliver. Mike Oliver, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm okay. gonna I'm going to say it's probably just a cramp. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, it is Oliver. We'll he's holding his hip area, though, Lance. Okay, we'll see. Have to give you an update as it becomes available. It'll be first and 10 coming up for Eastwood. They'll be with the ball on their own 30-yard line. Two receivers to the right. Donald going to roll to his right. Going to fling that one near side. Lewis will have it for looking like a first down and touch more as he'll get shot out of bounds just past the 40 for the first down. That's nice. I mean, East was doing a good job mixing up offensively. They hit you underneath, 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 and they're going to go deep on you. I'm sure we'll check in with our sideline reporter that will tell us about the injury, right? At least Salters is down there somewhere, I assume, right? I mean, she's got to be somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course, we didn't oh, give her a shoot. mic, so she's going to have to hike up here. I'm, I need that, it'll, it'll, it'll be a whole thing. I need that wireless mic, you know, something I had a few weeks ago, and I'll just go down there and figure it out. First and 10 now for Eastwood from the 41. Donald going to roll to his left still with some time. He'll, and it was trying to just go on the far side to Sanchez, but just a touch overthrown, so it'll end up falling incomplete. That's a great job by the quarterback. He kept extending, extending, and pump faking. Just hits him right in the hands. He just dropped it. 44 just dropped it right in his hands. He wasn't going to get much, but it would have been, been a four or five-yard game. So. They bring up a second down and 10 for Elmwood as they'll have the ball. Still on their own 41-yard line. We'll see two receivers to the right, just one out to the left on the wide side of the field. It's Eastwood's ball. I'm going to get those mixed up too easy. Eastwood's ball. So fake the give, roll to his right. Find Oliver on the grab as 
He'll fight for some yardage as he thought he wasn't out of bounds as he kept moving, but was called out of bounds right around midfield. Yeah, he's a, I mean, if you, if you have a last name Oliver, I'm impressed with your football game tonight. They're all, they're all over the place. Um, Eastwood's got a nice one. I know number five, every time he touches the ball, it feels like it's going to be an electric play. They need to keep getting him the ball here with 2.48 left. We'll see what they can do here. i got to get this first down, third and one. Third down and one for Eastwood with under three minutes to go in the first half. 21-7 lead for Eastwood. Also with possession, as we'll see two receivers out to the right, one out to the left. Rolling to his right, and he'll get that one outside too. That time, Andre Lewis for the grab for another Eastwood first down. Yep, just a little hitch, just to the short side here. Quarterback rolls right out. Just a perfect pass, perfect catch. Gets his feet down, out of bounds, stops the clock with 2.45 left. I mean, they're just taking kind of what the defense has given them. They're doing a great job of calling the plays. Um, quarterback's doing a good job of running the offense. I mean, he's a really nice quarterback. He can get outside the pocket, gets his feet turned around. He's been right on the money on just about every throw. So he trips to the left side this time on first and 10 from the 44. Donald going to heave it on the far side, and that is almost intercepted, just bouncing right off of the DB's hands on the far side of the field. I guess I can't compliment somebody that he's going to throw a bad pass. He let that one hang for a second. I mean, I think he thought he had him more wide open. It was just a great play by, was that Oliver on defense there? I believe I thought so. so. It was right in his hands. He Once again, I don't know if he was going to take, I mean, it had a long way to go, but it was right in his hands. In and out would have been a huge play for Elmwood to take that and have another chance to, you know, to go down the score and cut this to seven. But still Eastwood's ball here, second and ten. Second and ten as they are in Elmwood territory at the 44 with 2.39 to go in the first half. As a little bit of a delayed action as Donald's going to get a first down and some more as the entire left side of the line didn't move for Eastwood as Donald was able to make something out of that as he shoved out of bounds right before the 20. I think it was a quarterback trap, but it, I just, you just couldn't tell. Maybe it was a legal formation. We got a flag at the far side of the field here, Lance. I didn't see it till right now, but yeah, it looked like it was a quarterback trap right up the middle. Looks like maybe somebody wasn't on the line, be my guess. That's a big one, man. That was a nice run right up the middle by the quarterback. Made a couple guys miss. Probably picked up 20 yards right there. Would have really put them in position to put another one in on Elmwood. Instead, illegal formation or false start. It had to be illegal formation, right, Lance? I would believe so. Okay. They, seem, not... they, they say to false start, but okay. you, have, you have to call false starts <laughs> as the play starts. So okay. I, I know. That's the signal. But... Okay. All right. I got to get my <laughs> signals down. You know, this is my first that, game. Okay? I was going to say, that is one of the things you're <laughs> supposed to be on top of. <laughs> Hey, usually if I'm coaching in junior high, I just ask them because they're right there. I don't really pay attention to the. Um, you can try asking. I don't think he's going to hear us from up here, <laughs> but you know, it's worth an ask, I suppose. We'll be second down and 15 now for Eastwood as they'll throw it on the far side. Again, we'll go in and out of the hands of Caden Sanchez on the far side of the field. It'll bring up third and long for Eastwood with 2.28 to go in the half. Yeah, and 44 dropped another one there on the flats. I don't think he was going to get much, but. It was a nice throw by the quarterback, just on his outside, outstretched arms. And I mean, would have been a tough catch, but he could have he could have pulled it in. This is a, this is a big stop for Elmwood here, but third and fifteen. I mean, I I expect Eastwood to probably run something up the middle. I'd probably run that quarterback trap again, if I was them, um, and not try to risk anything down the field for a turnover here with two twenty eight left. You don't want to give any momentum back to Elmwood that they already got. We'll go back and look to throw on third and 15 as that is going to be bobbled and incomplete as it almost ended up right in the hands of Cade Lentz back there in the secondary for Elmwood as it'll end up bringing a fourth down coming up now with 2.22 left to go in this first half. 
You can tell the confidence they got in the quarterback. Eastwood has a lot of confidence in them. They let him throw. He slung that this, right in there, that hitch, and it was right through his hand. This is more than I've seen Eastwood throw in, like, my entire life. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with Eastwood's offensive game, but I believe you. I, I've seen teams that just run the ball. Um, but, hey, they look good at doing it, so they're doing a good job of coaching this spread up, that's for sure. And this is the first year of doing it. Punt will be away as it'll be returnable for Elmwood at about the 14-yard line or so. And shoved out of bounds as that was Heiser on the return as he had a nice little shove as he was going out of bounds, but nice little return for Elmwood. See what they are able to cook up here with 2.12 to go in the first half. You can feel that momentum. They're getting a little momentum. The crowd's getting into it. The players are getting, the players are getting confident for Elmwood. When they're not stepping out of bounds, they're putting their shoulder into them. Let's see if Elmwood can put put another another six on the board here. I don't know if I've seen how good their kicker is. I know Eastwood's staying good after I see the extra points, but I mean, like I said, if they just get anything going here, at least get some get, move the ball a little bit would be beneficial to them. But any points would be a victory here with 2:12 left, having to go 71 yards. First and ten for Elmwood from their own 29. They trail 21 to seven with 2:12 to go in the half. So it'll be a don't know if that was intended to be a delayed handover. That's what it ended up being. It'll end up losing a couple yards. Yeah, the snap hit the quarterback right in the leg, and I think he went down to get it. They did a good job at least trying to get something moving forward. Only lost a yard. They're back in that same formation. They got two backs there. One serving as kind of a fullback or a lead back. They like that. That formation worked good for them with, with Oliver out, split out wide. Let's see if they can maybe push the ball. It looks like they got a man on him and someone deep. So go down and 11 for Elmwood. Parsons going to go back, look to throw, has to escape the pocket, ends up going to tuck it and run it as he's going to go forward. He gets a nice little chunk of yards as he gets out just past the 35, out to the 36. Time, though, running down as we'll get down to under a minute and a half left to go in the half. Yeah, he did a good job. He stepped right up in the pocket. I thought he was going to try to throw it down the field, but he just he saw the grass and kept running. The sad part is Eastwood's fine with it. They're like, okay, you want eight yards, you can have it. There's only 115 left in the half. Third down and two coming up for Elmwood. Ball on their own 37-yard line. We'll see two receivers out to the right side, just one to the left. Parsons will end up handing this one off on the left side. So nice little run for Heiser as he'll get a first down and a little more before he's shoved out of bounds. It looks like he was able to get out to about the 43. I really like the way Heiser's run the ball. They've really started giving it to him more in the second quarter. Did a nice job. I mean, who needs to throw the ball and get out of bounds when you could just run it to this short side um, on a little kind of almost like a sweep and get out of bounds. So good job by them to move the chains here and stop the clock at the same time. 101 remaining in the first half. Elmwood trailing Eastwood 21 to 7. Elmwood though with possession of the ball. They got two timeouts too, so they could use the whole field. Parsons going to look to throw. He has a man on the far side, a little quick hitter. Able to gain about three yards. Yeah, I tried that bubble screen out there to Oliver, I believe, that Eastwood D lineman ran it down just like he's supposed to. He saw the screen, ran right down the line, made a nice play. As Coach Bishop will call the timeout with 43 seconds now remaining in the half. 21 to 7 the score. Eastwood with the advantage over Elm. One the timeout today brought to you by Warner Economy Corner, located at the corner of Blanchard Street and Blanchard Avenue for deals on wheels. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. And like you were saying uh, a few minutes ago, Jimmy, it felt like this game was right about to get out of hand. Then Elmwood able to put a nice drive together, go down the field. Now they have starting to run out of time, but are, are with the ball around midfield, still do have a chance to get some points on the board before the half. 
Yeah, clock seems like it's ticking pretty fast right now with 43 seconds left. I, I mean, I'm wondering if we could see a trick play here or if they're just going to be happy just, you know, trying to keep everything in front of them, not making a mistake here as they have the momentum, it feels like, still trailing 21-7 to 7 on what is. But, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a halfback pass or something. Some trickery of some sort, maybe, and catch Eastwood sleeping. I mean, a with, on that. when you when you are able to line up someone like Mitchell Oliver as a running back, yeah, he can play quarterback. He's listed as their number two quarterback. Yeah, let's see. I, they, they almost got to get out of this formation. It's more of a running formation. See if they go back to their five wide or four wide. Uh, yeah, it looks like they are. They're going to have to try to push the ball down the field here because they're really running out of time. Because that was their timeout, right? So they got one left. They're trying to struggle to get players on the field here. Oh, they're back. Okay, he's going out. Two by two set. It'll be second down and eight for Elmwood. Parsons going to go back. He'll look to throw. Has to avoid the pressure and throws it downfield just incomplete as he was looking for a man across the middle of the field. That'll bring up third down. He did a great job of stepping up and um, looking downfield. I think he, I think he felt the pressure more than he had on him. And if he could have settled in there and maybe set his feet and threw a pass, but I think the pressure he's been getting all night. Made him throw that one off balance right behind this receiver down the middle. But So now we've got a third and eight here. I think that, I assume they'd punt here if they don't get it. So now you're looking at giving the ball back. Third down and eight for Elmwood from their own 45. Parsons going to look back. Has to roll to his right. Ends up just tucking and running. And he'll be out of bounds right around the first down marker. See kind of spot they give him with 30 seconds left to go in the half. I think he put it right at midfield. It sure looked like he had two more yards to me, but it's hard to tell on the far side away from us. He jumped. He did get out of bounds, but the bad part is it's fourth and three. Be fourth and three. See what the Royals look to do here with just 30 seconds remaining in the half. Offense appears to be staying on the field at least for the moment. He's probably going to run it down to call timeout. It sure looks like. That's going to burn their last one, so it makes me think they might punt, but I don't know. And going Three. to the line, just one second remaining. And they will not get it off in time, or did Coach Bishop get a timeout? Yes, he did get a timeout right before the play clock would have ticked all the way down to zero. Yeah, I assume he didn't know what he wanted to run right there, and he let it run down, but the sad part, that's the last timeout they have, so that kind of kills the... The rest of they even got a first down. Now you're looking at trying to operate with 30 seconds left from midfield on. So I don't know what they're going to do here, Lance. I assume they're going to just bring the punt team out here, or what, what are you thinking? I would think you bring the punt team out. I've been wrong before. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fourth and three, but like you said, that was also their last time out, so time would be against them, but is it also worth it just to maybe not give Eastwood back at the ball with a chance to score before they get the ball before the half. Yeah, I mean, they've only punted the ball. They punted it twice, and they've both been net 15 yards, but they've been kind of angle high ones that have been a good return. I'm just saying it kind of gives Eastwood a chance to have a punt return too. So that, that puts that in a, that could be risky at times. So they got the offense out there. Fourth and three, midfield. If they do, fourth and three for Elmwood as they'll go for it on fourth and three. They'll hand it off on the near side, trying to get to the edge, running through a man, and we'll get the first down and a little bit more as that time on the carry was Heiser. Yeah, he probably could have got out of bounds, but he went for the contact. Looks like they're probably going to kill the ball here with 24 seconds, but he could have got out of bounds, I thought. 
down to 20 seconds remain. So quickly they snap this. And they will in fact run an actual play as Parsons will go across the middle, but it'll fall oh. incomplete. And we're gonna get a some sort of uh, illegal hit as a player for Elmwood is down after that hit. Yeah, illegal blindside hit there. and that, That's not a very good reaction from that receiver. He got hit pretty good. He got him on a drag route. Those are hard when you're dragging that receiver all the way across and the, the defensive guy's in a zone. He's sitting there waiting for that guy. He, he watched the ball and it went right through his hands and there was the defender to, to whack him. That's going to cost him 15 yards with 11 seconds left, but I just hope the receiver's okay. I didn't catch his number, but it was not a great reaction by him. I just hate seeing that. Makes you cringe. So with that, we'll go ahead and subside for an injury timeout. Just 11 seconds remaining in this first half. 21-7 Eastwood with the lead over Elm. When you're listening to BBC Football and Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. We are with 11 seconds remaining in the first half. Elmwood now all the way up to the 28-yard line after the penalty. Parsons is going to look to throw for the end zone as that's incomplete, but it looks like we're going to get a pass interference penalty against Eastwoods with another penalty here as we're down to just five seconds remaining. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson with you. Classic hits 96.7 WBVI online. Through WBVI.com, the player down for Elmwood was Oliver, Mitchell Oliver, number three, as he was carted off the field, was able to be helped off the field after he was hit. So we'll update you when we can on any further details we get. But Jimmy, after a couple penalties, just five seconds left, but Elmwood now within striking distance to get some points before the half. Yeah, I mean, that's the old high school. They threw that. That was in the end zone pass interference, but they just go half the distance here in high school. 
We're at the 14, they're going for it. They ain't kicking no field goal here. I thought maybe they would, but they maybe don't have a kicker that could do that. First and send from the 14, Parsons has to just avoid the pressure, is unable to do so as he loses the ball. Fumble is going to be recovered by Caden Sanchez and Eastwood, but that will run out the remainder of the clock. So that'll do it for the first half, 21 to seven will be your score through one half of play. Eastwood with the lead over Elmwood. That was almost a catastrophe for Elmwood there. I thought he might try to flick it back to one of his teammates considering it was the last play of the game, but he didn't have the wherewithal to do that. But he tried his best, but that was a great tackle, open field but awareness of the Elmwood player to run him down here. So kind of kind of get the momentum back on Eastwood's side there. I mean, with Oliver going out, that's not great for Elmwood as well. Um, I mean, he did, did like you said, to get on his feet, that's hopeful, but kind of looked like it maybe was a concussion or on his leg, but that's not... I mean, he's a playmaker for Elmwood, so that's not great, especially when they got the momentum. And when one of your leaders goes down like that, that can affect the locker room at halftime as well. So any other, any other big uh, thoughts from uh, the first half from what you saw? It's a really good, really good game, a really good high school game. I mean, I'm impressed with, with Eastwood able to throw the ball. Their quarterback is good. No wonder they want to throw the ball. That's what I mean. You said they haven't thrown the ball. I mean, he looks really good moving inside out of the pocket. He ran the ball well. He's in complete control of the of the game the whole time. So, I mean, that was that was impressive. Eastwood was was really good all around, just a complete football team from what I've seen. Um, and Elmwood, Elmwood showed some life. I mean, I think I think Elmwood left some things out there. They had some passes early that they didn't didn't complete on. They had they probably could have scored, you know, at least one, maybe two earlier when they were down inside almost the red zone there that one time um, earlier in the first half. So, I mean, I think this game could be a little bit closer. Just Eastwood's made the plays. Elmwood blocked that punt. Um, so they've made some but then didn't plays. capitalize. Yeah, didn't. That was the one they dropped the fourth and six. So I, I think this game is a little bit closer than 21-7. I know it felt it was 21 nothing at one point, but I think Elmwood's been battling this whole time. They just some of the plays have not gone their way, and uh, Eastwood, on the other hand, has made all the plays when they had the opportunities. And um, it's been a really good, really good um, first half. I can see why it's a good rivalry here. D5 football. It's a, it feels pretty big time. Beautiful night, and uh, just glad to be here. With that, we'll go ahead and aside for a timeout. When we come back, we'll have our ONN halftime report, and then shortly after that, back to start the second half between Eastwood and Elmwood. 21-7, your score, Eastwood, the lead here at the half. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WPBI. The Northwestern Water and Sewer District now has two watersheds in Fostoria to get pure water at a low price. Watersheds are located off of Plaza Drive on the north end of town and our newest location near 4th and Finley Streets. If you don't like the taste of well water, try Watershed Water. Just bring your own containers and fill up for a quarter a gallon. Try Watershed Water today. For all locations, go to nwwsd.org. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. 
we offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening everyone and welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Report. The Columbus Dispatch recently listed what they thought were the top high school football programs across the state. Not surprising that the MAC conference in Western Ohio was well represented. One of the all-time greats to play in that conference was our own Jim Lachey. We'll talk about that with Jim next on the Ohio News Network. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Beck's, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. 
That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. with you every night through the long commuter fight and in the morning with your toast and mama lady oh who listens to radio no matter if it's summer winter spring or fall who listens to radio only 150 million To learn how radio can reach your target market, call 419-435-1430. This is Tonight in High School Football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and will remain farmers at heart. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game. We're joined for a few minutes this evening by former OSU All-American and NFL All-Pro Jim Lachey, the pride of St. Henry High School over in Mercer County. And, you know, Jim, the Columbus Dispatch had a recent poll listing the top high school football programs here in the state. It is not surprising that the MAC was well represented with three teams in the top 20. You know, considering the size of those schools, I mean, Marion Local, Coldwater, and Versailles, how impressive is it for them to be listed alongside the big Division One, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Columbus area schools? Well, the proof's in the pudding, Skip. These guys have gone out there year in and year out of won championships. I mean, Marion Local, 13 state championships, uh, you know, most of those under the guidance of head coach Tim Goodwin, who's done a fabulous job. I think that's the most in the state right now. Then you throw in what Coldwater Cavaliers have been able to do, seven in football with Chip Otten as their head football coach, a lot of those coming in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, Minster, they've done a lot in a lot of the girls' sports and all those type of things. But when it comes to football, those two schools, St. Henry, you can throw them in there. They've had six state championships in football. Brazales has been very successful, too, uh, among different divisions. So, you know, you, you really didn't know it. You, if you lost one or two or three games, you thought your season was over. And then, depending on what division, then you might have a chance to win a state championship at the end of the year with this playoff format. So, it's been very beneficial for the MAC Football Conference. Uh, they've done a great job of uh, kind of getting battle-tested through the season. And then once they get into playoffs, uh, you know, they kind of have the ability to turn it on. But impressed last year, too, New Bremen, who for a couple of years thought about getting out of the MAC Conference. Now they've got two state championships in football, too, uh, just recently in Division Seven. So the whole conference from top to bottom is tough. It's been pretty impressive what they've accomplished the last 50 years. No surprise that it's listed as one of the top conferences in the state. You know, and Jim, and while the size of those schools over there in Western Ohio may be small, the attendance at those games on a Friday night is unbelievable. Why is high school football so important to those communities? You know, it's just, well, number one, they, they really don't have many programs with soccer, you know, so that's for the boys. Uh, you know, that's a lot of, you know, what they've grown up watching uh, on Friday nights was their uncles playing, the fathers playing playing uh the brothers older brothers playing and now it's their opportunity so that's kind of just what everybody did you know people kind of look forward to getting together and it just became you know one of those things that's just been again important every year uh, my parents uh, currently live in saint henry they're about two blocks from the high school and about 
a half a mile from the state from the uh, 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 the facility where they the football field, the Wally Post Athletic Complex, where they have their football field, and and you know he at 91 years old still walks over and goes to most games. Been a season ticket holder since 19, I think 54. So you know, just there's a lot of tradition, a lot of history, and that's what people do on a Friday night. Jim, you brought up soccer. After seeing a drop in participation in football a bit over the past decade or so, things seem to have leveled off. As someone who's played the game at the highest level, you know, and then going on to watching your sons play in both high school and college, what message can you give to parents out there who may still be a little wary about their kids playing high school football? You know, it's it's each its own. Uh, you know, I understand people have concerns. Uh, you know, there are concerns. It is a violent game. I mean, football, you got 11 guys lined up against another 11 guys and you know basically your job is to, to, to put the other guy down on the ground if, if possible so it, it, by description it's going to be violent but in the same case my daughter played uh, soccer and from too much heading she ended up having concussions from that so you know it just depends on what you're doing what activity there is you know I know as an offensive lineman for me I could see you know most of the team I was attacking people and they were avoiding me so you know I got to get my hits in where as a running back and a linebacker, some of those shots that you take, you know, you can't see coming. So it just depends on what position you're playing and things like that as far as the danger level. But it's as safe now as it ever has, is because they've eliminated a lot of the two-a-days of things that, you know, kind of led the guys getting worn down to have injuries and have concussion-type things. So they've really done a fantastic job on the medical side of really monitoring those things right now, uh, you know, not only through youth football, but through high school, through college, and into the NFL. Jim Lachey, you know, we always appreciate your time. We look forward to hearing you back on the radio with Paul Keels calling Buckeye football beginning next week, okay? Looking forward to it, Skip, and looking forward to another great second half. And we'll be right back on the Ohio News Network. Vex recognizes this week's player with heart, Austin Bodecker from Miami Trace High School for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. I like hitting people. Uh, the, the, the contact's pretty fun. Austin said he was a late bloomer. Didn't start football until fifth grade, but he took to it quickly. Uh, when you get out on the field Friday nights, just the, the level of competition and the uh, adrenaline and, just, I mean, just soaking in the moment. I mean, moment's really the best part about it. When he's not on the field, he's participating in Future Farmers of America. Pretty involved in FFA. I got a couple ag classes for FFA. I mean, FFA is great. It's fun. Like many kids who hail from the heartland, his life revolves around agriculture. Ag just means everything. You, you look around today, you can tie anything back to ag somehow or some way. Some, some way it's related to agriculture. It came from ag. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. 
Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, did you know that 90% of new car buyers want a tried and true AM FM radio option? That's because your local radio stations are reliable, trustworthy, and bring you a local connection that can't be replicated. Not to mention we are free, no subscription or cellular data required. More than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM for their news, weather, and entertainment. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. O-N-N. Our thanks once again to Jim Lachey for joining us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids from the Ohio News Network. Saturday morning, the doorbell rings, and like many Americans, I answer it. I open the door and there's this guy dressed in a banana suit holding a flute. Why me? I say to myself, why do these people always pick me? Then the guy hands me his card, A1 Banana Control. He says, you've got a banana problem and I'm the answer. And I'm thinking, hey, pal, I'm the answer. You're the problem when a real live banana drops out of the light fixture and lands on its feet. Four little feet and hightails it right out the door. They sense my presence, this guy says to me. Then he goes piping around the living room, scaring bananas literally out of every corner, opens up the piano, tra-la-la's it right up the stairs. The next thing I know, the banana man is being escorted down the stairs on the backs of hundreds of bananas. As they stampede by, he flips me the bill and yells back, remember, A1, we are bananas. Imagine that. You just did. You saw it on the radio. If you're an advertiser, this station and the Radio Advertising Bureau have news for you. Just call the station and say, I saw it on the radio. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Are you looking for a fun part-time job? Well, then come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. You can be a part of our local sports coverage. We cover high school football and volleyball in the fall, boys and girls basketball in the winter, along with multiple college and professional sports teams all year long. To apply, send your resume to Lance at WFOB.com. That's L-A-N-C-E at WFOB.com. Come join us here at WBVI and WFOB. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. 
Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new to you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Bigby Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Big B Coffee locations in Findlay, one on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. My name is Carrie Maligan with Harold Floriana Funeral Home. In 1975, my father, Jeff Floriana, married my mother, Candy. That's when he not only committed his life to her, but our family business. Jeff, along with my husband, Tony, carry on our family's tradition of commitment and pride in our community. A lot has changed since we began in 1904, but one thing hasn't. Our promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in our call to get information on pre-planning your future. Let your wishes be known and help ease the burden of your loved ones. Same location we've always been, on the corner of Tiffin and Union Streets in Faustoria. Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We're here for you. My mom always said, if there's dust, then make the most of it. Learn the alphabet. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show. Don't mind the dust at Morgan Advanced Materials because they're making some pretty cool stuff for some really cool markets. Morgan Advanced Materials makes products that go into space, into the semiconductor industry, and in wind turbines. Now that's pretty cool. Join their team. Apply at MorganAdvancedMaterials.com, where they're making this world a pretty cool place. NWO has news. We are excited to announce the newest addition to the NWO family. Dr. Ryan Tran is a local who was raised in the area, trained by the Cleveland Clinic, and has returned to his hometown to care for your whole family, just like he does his own. Dr. Tran is now accepting new patients of all ages in our Tiffin office. Make your appointment today to experience the benefits of family care by a hometown professional. There's only one place to go, NWO. Premier Bank has that good vibe banking. Visit a branch to learn how you can earn $200 by opening a new simple checking account and completing simple transactions. Visit yourpremierbank.com slash good vibes to view offer details. Member FDIC. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 65 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. 
Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. Oh, shoot. Getting ready to start here as Jimmy is still getting used to things when we transition back to the air. Just said, oh, shoot. It's not like you said anything bad. It's Morris Jimmy Nicholson here with you for this matchup. Between Eastwood and Elmwood, 21-7 to your score. Eastwood with the lead over Elmwood and Eastwood will also get the ball to start this second half of action. And Jimmy, like we, you know, we were talking about a little bit in the first half, Eastwood able to get things moving fairly quickly, get out to that 21-0 lead. Then Elmwood able to get some, some offense going, get some points on the board and make this a little more of a competitive game. But just with the fact that Eastwood starts this half with the ball could put this a little more out of range pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Elmwood responds after a, a pretty long halftime here um, and without one of their leaders in Oliver as well. So like I said, I really think that could be something that uh, shouldn't be overlooked here. But it's a big defensive um, opportunity here for Elmwood. And if Eastwood can go down, I mean, that definitely would take a lot of energy out of the Elmwood for sure if they can go down and get, a, get, some, get some points here. We presume that Oliver, that Mitchell Oliver would be done after what we saw, but we do not have any confirmation on that. If we do see him, we will, of course, point out that he's playing or if he's on the sidelines in any other capacity. Here at if you know him, kick returnable for Eastwood, but they'll end up just falling down on it about the 35-yard line as that was Paul Lutzenheiser with the return, or lack thereof, for Eastwood as they'll get things started here to start the second half. Yeah, they like that little pooch short, short kickoff. It's been working for them. There's no return, so there's no risk in it. So it's like to make them, you know, drive at 65 yards. Let's see what Eastwood does, see if they come back here. We got the... We got the sundowns, real Friday night lights now, and uh, a beautiful night um, for Eastwood. They're all whites, and Elmwood, they're all blacks, and let's see the second half here. First and 10 for Eastwood from their own 37. Two receivers to the right side, one to the left. Quarterback keeper for Donald by design. He'll get hit fairly quickly after. He's able to keep his feet chopping, get out to, looks like, about the 43 for a gain of about six. Yeah, nice little quarterback iso or quarterback draw that pulled some people and right up the middle, hard runner. He's a real hard runner for a quarterback. Uh, really impressed with that. He's taking those hits just like a like a fullback or a running back. So he throws it so well. I'm surprised they put him under so much duress up the middle, but they seem pretty confident in him. Second down and five for Eastwood from their own 42. Five wide set. Be a quarterback keeper again for Donalds. He goes over the top of a defender and he'll. End up getting stopped right around midfield. Might have just gotten past the 50-yard line. Was plenty for a first down. Also, Jimmy, I think they got away with a little bit of a false start. I think one of the slot receivers moved just a touch before the ball did. Did you? I did not catch that. I just know they're, they're five wide. They're spreading everybody out. Elmwood spreading out with them. They're just running it right up the middle. Let's see if Elmwood makes an adjustment here. But I don't think they're just going to keep running the quarterback up the middle. Another five wide set, three to the right, two to the left. Donald this time will drop back. He'll look to throw. He'll look to the far side. That's going to be caught. And then first down a little more. As looked like that time it was Caden Sanchez on the grab on the far side. So it looks like that was enough for another Eastwood first down. 
Or if not, it's going to be a second and very short, but now it looks like actually they're going to measure. No, never mind. They're going to give him a first down. <laughs> Is there a timeout? Yeah, there's just a bunch formation under the trip side. The guy just ran a little five and out. I mean, no one from Elmwood's even in the area. He just catches it, turns up, gets 10 yards. Nice, easy pitch and catch. I mean, I know that's not an easy throw and catch for high school kids, but that quarterback really makes it look easy. He's um, got a nice arm, a nice pocket, just a quick, quick out. Move the chains. Did seem to be a timeout out there. We're just a little over a minute into this uh, second half. A 21-7 year score with 10.53 remaining here in the third quarter. Eastwood with the lead also starting to drive down the field a little bit to start off this half as well. Yeah, they've already gotten 25 yards. I mean, they're already into Elmwood territory here at the 40, so looks like they're picking up right where they left off in the first half, really moving the ball. I mean, this is not a not not great for Elmwood. They they really got to stand here and, and get a stop. They can't go down by three scores here um, in the second half. I don't know what what's going. On. I didn't see if that was a timeout. I was gonna was say it must have been some sort of official timeout. Was someone hurt over there. Yeah, uh, there is an Elmwood player down. Okay, we just can't see on the far side. We got a Eastwood player down. We believe. Oh, uh, he's it's it, he's like right around the the down marker oh okay okay yes no he's like on the sideline but not like completely on the sideline i was so. looking at the eastwood team their <laughs> huddle so i'm way off so we are far away elmwood has a huge grandstand here beautiful stadium great uh, press box uh first time being here it's a really nice facility there's tons of people here it's a great atmosphere here over at elmwood um which seems to be top notch over here that's for sure when you consider the press boxes that we've been in uh in our days this is uh, top of the line for sure. Well, what you have to hope for, ultimately, is that a team is able to make it to a state title game. Then we get to go to Canton. Oh, nice. I, I have not been to Canton since Hart Northern was there in like 2004 or something. Or, so it's Canton and well, the last, Hart Northern was there. Last time I was there. And Hart Northern <laughs> had someone else. Yeah, they had Mock. Oh. He was throwing it all over the place. The, no one could The original like Mock, right, Ben? Yeah, 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 I think that was 04, yeah, and Hard Northern, I think they got run Because then Maddie year. went and broke, like, all oh, his records. Yeah, yep, yeah, I think Seven-ish so. years later. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. <laughs> Not trying to age myself here, Lance, <laughs> I know you're a young man. But, yes, that was a long time ago when I went down there. I was in there playing at both stadiums. I think they're back doing that now. So I think they did it in the shoe there for a couple of years. I know the football yeah, it's, it's, it's been down. it's been back at Canton since 2018, I have believe. It? Okay, I haven't went down. I, I just can't believe Ohio doesn't have an indoor stadium. I think that would make it so much nicer. Maybe the Cleveland Browns will build one. Maybe someday. <laughs> We're ready to go following the injury timeout. It's first and 10 for Eastwood. Another keeper for Donald as he gets out to about the 37-yard line for a gain of three. Yeah, that's like the third time they've ran the quarterback. You know, just inside the tackles, and it's another hard run. It's, not, it's nice when you can get three or four yards on first down, especially for Eastwood. It opens a lot of things up for you. Second down and seven for Eastwood. 10-28 remaining in the third quarter. 21-2-7 is the score. Eastwood with the lead over Elmwood and with possession of the ball. Donald going to roll to his left. He's going to look for down the field. Has some time now. Has to avoid some pressure. Will be unable to do so. This is going to be dropped for just a loss of about a half yard or so, but that'll bring up a third down. Yeah, it was a nice little roll left. He got his feet set. I think he lost four or five minutes because they got a few on the first. So now they're looking at third and 11. But he got his feet set, made the first guy miss, but great coverage down the field by Elmwood. He looked, I, I couldn't find anyone open either, could he? So he had to just take it, did what, did the responsible thing and just took the sack there and 
see what they come up with on third down. I would look for them to try to get five or six here because it looks like maybe four down territory, but I said that last time and they punted from the 40. They're down and 11 for Eastwood. Donald going to drop back, look to throw on a little bit of a screen play, but going to be read perfectly by the Elmwood defense, and they're only going to gain a yard, bring up fourth down. Yeah, great read. Great read by the linebacker. He's giving the eye goggles that he sees, and he reads everything, and he just really sniffed that out. That was a great play. You saw that little middle screen. Sometimes, you know, the D-line can get caught running upfield, but no, he saw it the whole time. Looks like Eastwood's going to bring out the punting team. Here on the 40-yard line, try to pin Elmwood back. Do have the punt returner for Elmwood back at about the five-yard line. And Eastwood going to go for a fake, but we do see a flag on the far side. First down and some more. Just one guy to beat as he cuts it back upfield and getting into the end zone for the Eastwood touchdown. But again, flag on the far side right as that play started. Wow. No one covered the right split in on the punt. The punter saw it, threw it out to him, and that guy had some reels. He was making people miss, too. But it was coming back the whole time. Illegal formation, I believe. Maybe wasn't on the line or someone else had him covered up, be my guess. Well, I need to have a talk with these refs. Yeah, that's because not a false, It's illegal formation. It's not a false start. Because a false start has to be called before the play starts. After that, it can be a few different things, but... Well, it can't be a false start because the play has already started. I agree with you. We're <laughs> on the same page here. We are on the same page. It had to be. They obviously didn't have enough guys on the line of scrimmage. So now we'll see Eastwood back to possibly actually punt. And, yes, they will. We got another flag again here. So they're going to let that one bounce and tried to save it before it got into the end zone, but unable to do so. But, again, like you said, Jimmy, another flag on the field. Yeah, great punt. Great coverage. He had it at the two and just – Went to pick it up and hit it right into the end zone for a touchback. So we'll see what the call is. I don't think they, I don't know if this close receiver got on the line again. I don't know if they had seven guys on the line of scrimmage, and that's what it requires to have a legal formation. And again, signal false start. Yeah, it's it's a legal formation. <laughs> you got to have seven guys on the line of scrimmage. Because say neither of us might be refs, but you are yes, coach. So yes. I know you got to have seven, <laughs> and it's hard to tell. On, from all the way up here, but yes, they are calling false starts, so if anybody's wondering if Lance and I know what we're talking about, <laughs> we do, and that was, uh, had to be this, not seven guys on the line, but regardless, Elmwood's taking over on the 25 here, 841. Well, in fact, the Elmwood balls look at their offense on the field for the first time here in the second half, trailing 21-7. to seven. So, roll two is right, Parsons will look to throw, but that'll be incomplete as Closest person was Heiser, but also was uh, pretty close to being picked off as well had that been a little more on target. Yeah, there was there just really wasn't anyone open. I think he was just kind of throwing that away, but great coverage by Eastwood there on the sprint right. They're trying to get outside the pocket as well, and there was just nothing there. Great coverage by Eastwood. Second down and 10 coming up for L1. 8.37 left to go. Third quarter of action. Two receivers left, one to the right. Faking the give, Parsons going to roll to his right. Basically, same play design. This time will go incomplete as he was again looking for Heiser, but was a little more of a chance of being completed that time, but nonetheless going to bring up third and ten. Yeah, they tried to get a little play action and leaked that running back out in the flats. Linebacker was all over that. If he would have caught it, was not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's nice that Eastwood can leave Oliver down here, number five for them, 
one-on-one buff and run coverage down here and have no worries at all, uh, especially with, with Elmwood's Oliver out too. Um, you know, it kind of really hurts their offense. Third down and 10 now for Elmwood. Two receivers to the right, one out to the left. Parsons and a look to throw, looking on the far side of the field, but that'll be well overthrown by about five yards. Bring up a fourth down. Yep, just tried to hit him on a little hitch. It looks like he was expecting to go 10 or 12 yards, and the receiver stopped at eight and just sailed away over his head. That's the thing. The Eastwood quarterback has been putting everything right on the money. I know it's not that easy in there um, to see over the line and really hit them. They have great chemistry. That's just something I've been impressed with with Eastwood, and Elmwood just hasn't been able to connect as well. Elmwood back to punt it away. That'll be their best punt of the day as it'll take a little Elmwood bounce and just letting it keep going, and it'll be down at about the 39-yard line. So that's where we'll see the Eastwood offense get back on to the field with 8.16 to go here in this third quarter of action. 21-7 remains to score Eastwood with the lead over Elmwood. But, Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong, Elmwood did not take very much time off the clock. <laughs> I don't think they didn't get a yard, did they? I mean, that's, I, I'm disappointed that Eastwood didn't catch that ball. I mean, I, if I was coaching Eastwood, I'd be mad we're not catching that punt and returning that, especially with Oliver back to returning. He looked like it was a long enough punt. They could have probably got a nice return, but he let it bounce, and then he just got away from it. So Elmwood looked out on that, um, see if they can get another stop here and see if their offense can get some points on. But Eastwood has the ball. First and 10 for Eastwood, quarterback keeper for Donald as he'll end up bouncing it to the right side. He's got a first down and some more as he gets out to the sideline, still up and moving as he gets away from another defender. Finally, going to be brought down at the about 20-yard line. And Jimmy, he just seemed to find a, able to bounce that right to the outside and able to get some clear daylight out in front of him for a big play. Yeah, they kept running that quarterback up the middle, up the middle. I think that was a quarterback design up the middle. They had three receivers to the left. They didn't have one on the right. He bounced out to the right. There was no corner out there. There was no one out for containment. He just scampered down that sideline for a huge gain for Eastwood here. First and 10 for Eastwood. Down at the Elmwood 20-yard line as we get under eight minutes left to go here in the third quarter. Donald going to drop back. He'll look to throw. He'll look, and he'll have a receiver on the near side for Lewis. Will be hit pretty quickly after making the grab. He'll only get about two yards. Yeah, that bubble screen that they've had success with that earlier, but Elmwood's been closing it down the last couple times they've tried to run it. I think East was doing a good job of getting this clock moving. I think that's kind of something their 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 mindset was in that first possession. You know, run run on a couple downs, take your time. I know they're no huddle, but they want that clock to get moving. But they're they're snapping that ball pretty quick still. Second down and eight for Eastwood. Two receivers right, one to the left. They'll hand it off on the right side. That'll be Mays on the carry. So he gets to the sideline, and he'll get shoved out of bounds right around the 10-yard line or so. Yeah, nice sweep. It was hard to tell where he went out. I know the down marker threw it down like he's supposed to, so it doesn't... Looks like he might be a yard short, but great little sweep, just a sweep right. Got out of bounds, stopped the clock, so... We'll see. Did they give him a first? Looks like they did give him a first. Looks like it'll be first and goal from the 10. Donald going to roll to his right after the play action play and into the end zone for the touchdown. Another grab for Daquan Oliver for the score for Eastwood. Wow, great catch. Quarterback just a little play action, gets outside the pocket to the right, throws a bullet. He was covered. He just kind of went out, then went right up into the end zone, just snagged that with... Both hands, all hands catch, just touchdown for Eastwood, 27-7. to 7. 
here with extra point coming ahead. Great, great answer for Eastwood there after turning it over in the first possession on downs, or punting, I guess. Eastwood getting set for the PAT. Kick is up, and it is good yet again, making it 28-7. to Eastwood on top of Elmwood here with 7.08 to go. In the third quarter, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. Come back for more action here from Bloomdale. You're listening to BBC Football and Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. 7.08 remaining third quarter of action between Eastwood and Elmwood. Eastwood, the 28-7 lead in this Battle of the Woods, now non-conference edition. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson with you on Classic Kits, 96.7 WBVI online through WBVI.com. The Herald Florian Fiorino kick almost up through the uprights as it will, in fact, be another touchback as East or Elmwood rather will get their offense back onto the field with now 7.08 left to go here in the third quarter. And, you know, I keep telling you, Jimmy, I've never seen Eastwood pass this often and even more so as they're able to pass for a touchdown on the last drive. Yeah, I guess I'm just so impressed by the way their quarterback able to run and pass and move in the pocket, control the offense. He has been... And he's, he's replacing been, another guy who was an electric guy as a quarterback. Okay. I'll say he's, he looks like the best player on the field tonight, that's for sure. Their kicker their kicker just... Yeah, but kicking it right through the uprights. I'm, man. First, yeah. first and ten handoff for Elmwood on their first play of the game as it was... Or the, the drive, rather, as it was Andrew Traxler on the give that time as he's able to get a yard or two. You just feel all the momentum on Eastwood's side now. I know it's, it's flipped back and forth, but Eastwood's kind of pinning their ears back. I mean, Elmwood really needs to respond here. And like I said, I know I've said that earlier, and they've really got to try to get some points here. Or it's, I mean, I don't know if they can score 21 points here. Second down and nine coming up for Elmwood from their own 21-yard line with 6.30 left to go in the third. Receivers out to east side, couple backs in the backfield. I'll hand it off this time up the middle dive play. Nice little run that time for Elmwood as they'll get out to about the 28-yard line. Yeah, Elmwood's back in that formation with the shotgun and three wide with two backs. It's, they've had success with that, and that was a nice play right up the middle, getting that extra blocker in there. But uh, like I said, they, well, they, they, gotta, they just got to keep doing what they do. They can't try to get it all back at once. So third and one, and they, gotta, they really got to move the chains here. Third and one from the 29 coming up for Elmwood with under six minutes to go. Third corner, they trail Eastwood 28 to 7. Receiver out to each side. Parsons hands it off. See if the forward progress is enough. I don't believe it is. I think Heiser was limited to no gain. You got to go for this. I don't know. They're inside their own 30. I don't know if they can go for this, but I don't know if they can punt it either. So 
I think. Nice little uh, catch 22 for I you. I know. I mean, jeez. I mean, I, to me, old school me would like to try to get under center here and try to get a yard, but people don't do that anymore. Fourth and one. Elmwood will keep the offense on the field. They'll hand it off. And they'll get, it looks like, just enough for the first down as they get just past the 30, and they'll do just that. Oh, man, that ref didn't even hesitate. He's like, first down. He got to the 31, no doubt about it. Yeah, that was a good job. Good tough run. Way to laying forward by the running back. You know, didn't get pushed backwards. Really leaned over to make sure he got that first down, which was crucial for Elmwood, I mean, to have a chance in this game. So we'll get down to under five minutes to go in the third when this play is snapped. First and ten from the 31 for Elmwood. So hand it off again on a little dive play. They'll get a yard or so. Elmwood might have to get a little more creative with this. They're, like I said, they're back in that same formation trying to run up the middle, and Eastwood's not having anything to do with it right now. They're, they're trying to figure that out. I'm looking for Elmwood maybe to change up their formation here. But Eastwood's tough inside. The clock is moving. On the 4.30 left to go third quarter, 28-7 the score. Eastwood the lead over Elmwood. Elmwood, though, with possession. Second down and 10 from the room, 31. Two receivers left. One out to the right. Parsons will go back. He'll look to throw a look on the far side, and that is incomplete as the jump ball almost ended up going the other way. Yeah, Eastwood corner made a nice jump on that. I thought he had a chance at an interception, but just flicked it away. The ball hung a little bit. When you're throwing all the way across on the far side of the field, you better have some zip on that thing on a little five-yard hitch. And it hung a little bit on him, and Eastwood almost made him pay. But third and ten. And 10 now for Elmwood, 4.15 to go, third quarter. Parsons will hand it off on the far side for Heiser as he's able to get through one defender, keeps his feet moving as he's going to get just past the 35. So that'll be a solid game, but we'll bring up a fourth down. Nice hard run. Almost puts a decision time here at the 36. Now they got fourth and five. Fourth and manageable when it's fourth and 10. They're definitely putting. Now they're kind of decision make. I think their coaches are feeling the same way that I would feel here that feels like we got to get some points on this drive or um, we might not get the ball three more times. They're going for offense on the field. Fourth and five for Elmwood. Parsons will have it. Has to avoid the pressure, flings it, and that is going to be incomplete as he was looking for Traxler on a little bit of a wheel route as it'll just fall incomplete. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I think he's supposed to stay in that pocket, hit him down the sideline, which he was wide open, but the pressure was right up the middle from Eastwood that made him flush out of the pocket, and then he just had to kind of throw it away on fourth and five. Now Eastwood takes over in Elmwood territory at the 36-yard line. Just a disaster turn of events for Elmwood. I mean, Eastwood looks like they could pretty much put it away here if they can go in and score. I was up 28-7 to right now. So Eastwood will get their offense back on the field from the Elmwood 36. They'll have a fairly short field to go here with three and a half minutes to go. Third quarter, 28-7 is the score. Eastwood with the advantage. A reminder, today's second half brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, a proud member of the Mayo Clinic Care Network online at bbhealthsystem.org. Two receivers right, one to the left. Donald has some time. He'll look to throw down the sideline. Oliver does not make the grab, at least in bounds. He did come down with it. But the near side reference, he did not get a foot down in bounds. It looked like his left foot was on the line, but nice little just hit him on a go route right down the sideline. Beautiful throw and catch, but it just, like I said, foot was on the white, the white line for an out of bounds. 
It'll bring up second down and 10 for East. Well, they'll go similar formation. Two receivers to the right, just one to the left. Only one DB on that far side of the field as well. Donald going to roll to his right. He'll end up keeping it himself on the designed quarterback run. And so he'll get a first down and a little more. So he's finally going to get shoved out of bounds right around that 20-yard line. Yeah, just quarterback sweep right. I mean, pretty old-school elementary play here. They've taken 44 and put him at tight end. If you haven't noticed that, they're three wide with one back. They're taking 44. That's a, a stud blocker, stud all-around player. He's sealing that end um, for that sweep to make it look easy. That was an easy 12-yard, easiest 12-yard run we've seen tonight by far to move the chains. First and 10 for Eastwood from the Elmwood 23. Donald, another quarterback run by design. Brings it back to the near side as he looks for an edge. He won't get one as he's brought down pretty quickly for no gain. Yeah, it looks like you just find 44 for Eastwood. That's where they're running right behind him. He's a he's a fullback. He's an H-back. He's a tight end. He's a, he's a slot a, receiver. Yeah, he's whatever they need him to be. Uh, he's a guy I'd like to run behind, that's for sure. They keep running with the quarterback, even though they're up by 21. I'd like to see, I mean, the Elmwood's up pressing them here. I mean, they might throw it down the field here. Second down and 10 for Elmwood, or, or for Eastwood, rather. So throw on the far side, a little bit of an incompletion that time. A bit of an overthrow, one of the rare off throws we've seen from Donald as he was looking for Daquan Oliver on the far side I of guess, the field. I guess Donald gets a lot to throw one bad pass at night because that's the only one I've really seen tonight. He just overthrew his receiver on an out. Um, I guess he is human after all. But, yeah, just missed him. Just missed him. Third and ten. Third and ten coming up for Eastwood. 2.18 to go third quarter. 28-7 to seven your score. Eastwood the lead over Elmwood. Two receivers right, one to the left. Donald in there in the gun. He's running back to his right in Mays. He'll take the snap. He'll roll to his right. He'll look to throw. He'll look for the back corner of the end zone. And that is in there for the Eastwood touchdown. A big grab in the back corner by Andre Lewis to extend their lead. Yeah, just a little post corner. Just beat him to the to the back pylon. What a beautiful throw. I told you, Donald, he's not going to have two bad passes in a row, Lance. I have to tell you that. I thought their big leg kicker might have to come out. I wanted to see him kick a 50-yarder because he's been smoking through the uprights on every kickoff. But, nah, Eastwood said, so will just take a touchdown. You're saying that like I doubted you. I didn't <laughs> doubt you. I at no point doubted you. I just said he had an off throw, and I even said he hasn't had many tonight. That that was a great catch. It was. I mean, it was in stride. There, I mean, the ball was perfect, but the, those aren't the easiest catches when you're in complete stride, outreach hands, getting his feet down in. Um, like I said, another one, the back pylon corner on the right side, just a beautiful throw and catch. Little sprint out, just getting down on, on the outside has been been the key for him running and throwing. He just throws the ball on the run so good. Like I said, I can't compliment him enough tonight. He has been everything for Eastwood. With 2.11 left to go in the corner, we'll keep it here. We'll take a look at some of our out-of-town scores for the area. Allen East, a 28-3 lead on Arlington there in the fourth quarter in that one. Riverdale up 34-20 on Ada. They're also in the fourth. Liberty Benton and Columbus Grove, they're all tied up 14 apiece in quarter number four. Lakota leading Arcadia by a score of 31-7. Also in the BVC, Macomb leading Crestview 48-13. Lipstick up big on Van Buren 48 to nothing. They're still in the third quarter. Bluffton leading Pandora Gilboa 21 to 14. 
in the NBC. Fostoria currently trailing Bowling Green 44 to 24. Finley up big on Lima, 43-0 there in the fourth quarter down in Lima. And Carey trailing it to Galleon at 21 to 14 there in the fourth quarter as well. We're ready to go for another Harold Fourier a funeral home kick. And another kick that'll go through the back of the end zone and be another touchback with 2.11 left to go here in this third quarter. 35-7, your score, Eastwood the lead on Elmwood. Yeah, it kind of feels like the sales are kind of out of Elmwood here. I don't know what they got left here. It's 35-7 with 2.11 left in the third. They're just kind of getting beaten down. I haven't, I haven't been saying an Oliver name. I know there was, there's two of them. I still haven't seen another one got injured in the first half. They haven't been able to get to the other one the ball either. Have you seen them out there even? Um, I don't believe so. Here, Micah, Micah is on the sideline. I appears without his helmet. So okay. I, would, I would presume he's done, but I have not gotten a good view on where Mitchell is. I just didn't think they were both out of the game, but I just haven't seen them. It's first and 10 for Elmwood as they'll run a dive play, and it looks like they maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. So they need a big play, and those are their big-time playmakers. I, I just don't know where that big play is going to come from for Elmwood. Um, that's that's They're going to run it here off tackle, which Eastwood's just eating that up right now. He's sing it out in 10 coming up for Elmwood with 142 remaining here in the third quarter. We'll see receivers out to each side, a couple of backs behind Parsons as he'll hand it off again. Even more productive handoff at that time as they'll get out to about the 24. Yep, Eastwood's going to give him that all day, but it's a nice little five-yard carry right up the middle. Um, look at a third and six, it looks like. Third and six now coming up for Elmwood. Ball on their own 24-yard line. They'll go trips to the left side this time. One receiver out to the right. Parsons in the gun, running back behind him. He'll take it back. He'll look to throw. Has to escape some pressure. Stays back long enough to throw it down the field, and that is intercepted as that is going to go the other way as it was number 25 for Eastwood that made the interception, and that is Cooper Dirksheet. Yeah, great play by him. I mean, he almost baited the quarterback into thinking he had a chance. He undercut it. It was a long um, crossing route across. Elmwood rolls out to the right. Throws it. It looks like he's open. He just undercuts him with two hands. Just a sweet interception with both hands and never a doubt. Uh, receiver just thought it was going to come into his hands. Undercut by the DB. Just a, just a great interception. Great play. Just 55 seconds remaining here. Third quarter. 35-7 is your score. Eastwood with the lead in danger of possibly putting this into a running clock situation. Oh, yeah, I forgot about running clock, Lance. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to believe we're there. I mean, because it was 21-7. It felt like Elmwood had the, the momentum, and Eastwood just took it all back there. Looks like we got a new quarterback in, and uh, Drew Ludhart back there now for Eastwood. So might be all we've seen from Caden Donald tonight. I think he's done enough. I think he's done enough. I mean. Are you sure? Shoot. Since I have supposedly doubted you, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, tonight, I mean, he might as well, I don't know if he drove the bus over here or what. He's got to clean the locker room, but he did just about everything offensively um, for this Eastwood squad. So, I mean, nothing like that. Number 10 looks pretty good to come in here in his first play. He doesn't look like he's uh, lost out there. 
Rolling to his right, throwing it downfield. That'll be caught for a first down and a little more as looks like that's now number 25 out there on the receiving side. Yeah. Mark Sadie was the one who had that interception a few plays back. Number 10, Ludhart, I think, the sophomore coming in. It's always nice to get reps for the backup quarterback. You never know. You never know when it's going to be your time to come in. It could be a helmet malfunction. It could be a cramp. It could be, a you know, hopefully no serious injuries. But you never know. when you, That backup quarterback, if you can get them a valuable time in the third quarter of a varsity game, I mean, that's invaluable, um, especially, you know, with a dynamic offense they have spread out to, to give him – some time this is this is crucial for them too so it looks like they're still they're still attacking they might have some backups in but they're still coming out elmwood with everything they got with that we'll go ahead step aside for a quick time now we'll come back get your fours up as we'll be back for the fourth quarter 35 7 is your score through three east with the lead on elmwood you're listening to bbc football and classic it's 96 7 wbvi getting the kids to practice on time remembering if it's your day to bring snacks making it to the game with a clean jersey why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is gonna run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Great news, Fostoria. The new watershed near the corner of 4th and Finley Streets is now open. This watershed offers another convenient location in the southwest corner of town to purchase pure water. You can also use the watershed off of Plaza Drive. Both watersheds are open 24-7 every day of the year. So grab your quarters and your containers and head to the closest watershed near you. For more info, go to nwwsd.org. Back here as we start the fourth quarter of action between Elmwood and Eastwood. Eastwood with possession of the football. It's second and 16 after a big stop, but they're going to get most of more and more of those yards back on that pass play as Ludhart was able to extend the play. Ends up getting about 12 yards. Bring them now a third in short for Eastwood as we get down to 11.09 left to go here in this one. 35-7 year score. Eastwood the lead on Elmwood. Yeah, but different quarterback but he sure looks like he's moving just as well as the last one and doing a, a nice job of moving in the pocket and finding people open down the field especially as they lost five yards while we we're at commercial break we got to pay the bills around here i understand that but uh yeah so third and five third and five for eastwood in elman territory 38 Woodhart going across the middle, has his man as that's going to be caught. First down and some more as he gets into the open field. And then finally brought down as that was Brock Messenger who had one of those touchdowns earlier as he'll get now Eastwood back into the red zone. Yeah, just a little crossing route. Just came all the way across right in front of the linebackers. Just an easy pass and catch for any quarterback right there. He's right in front of him. Stepped up his nice clean pocket and then, then he did the rest. He wasn't going out of bounds on that one. He was taking the pain there. First and 10 for Eastwood down to the Elmwood 15 with under 10 and a half minutes left to go here in this one. So to be a quarterback keeper by design for Ludhart, he'll get to the edge. So he'll get a first down and he will walk into the end zone for the Eastwood touchdown with 10-13 left to go to add on to their score. Impressive, impressive. I guess it doesn't, uh, I guess if you just play quarterback for Eastwood, I guess you've got wheels, you can throw, you can run. Nice run. I'm sure 44 was over there. Tight end seal on that edge just for a sweep. Um, 
that simple. Pretty just a snap and quarterback on left and not an Elmwood player in sight. That was the easiest touchdown of the night, I believe. And we are, Lance, with your running clock here. Clock is going on this extra point. We do have, looks like an official's timeout, or actually just a regular timeout. Don't really know what they needed to call a timeout for, but. Maybe they wanted the clock to stop. I don't know. That's a weird one. Yep, 41 to okay, 7, so, so, so here's your quiz. This, this, is okay. some, this is something you have to be able to explain. What are all the rules now that we are in a running clock scenario? What are the rules? Yeah. What do you mean? There's no rules. The clock never stops less on the timeout. Well, that's, uh, why, <laughs> there are how many things that make the clock stop? Just a timeout. That's, that's, not, that's not correct. Touchdown. A, a score. Okay. Time a timeout. Out. Okay. An injury. Okay. Well, you gotta you gotta give me multiple choice. Come on, man. You know that I. Okay, You're the teacher here. I don't do multiple choice. I'm an interventionist. I'm a special ed teacher. We give multiple choices. Okay, it's not fill in the blank. I can't be getting this off the top of my head. The listeners can't see you <laughs> fill in a in, in a literal answer. That's why you ask it. I need I need options, Lance. <laughs> no, just yeah, no. Those are those are good. It's good to know. It's good to remind the the fans that it is running clock because you know everybody's uh. Everybody knows the rules better than everybody else these days. So, but we are on a running clock, 42 to seven, 9:30 left in the fourth quarter. Game kind of got out of hand and it started out really well. I mean, looked like Elmwood was going to hang in there, got it 21 to seven. But really, when Oliver got hurt on that crossing route right before half, kind of took. They never gained back any momentum at all after halftime, and him getting hurt, one of their leaders, and um, really Eastwood just dominated the second half so far, and. Uh, Elmwood hasn't been able to move the ball or stop them at, at all. Impressive. Eastwood is very impressive. My first time watching them. I know they've had a great program at, um, in, in the last few years, and uh, they definitely impressed me tonight. I mean, it's the first season they don't have a Rutherford as their head coach, I think in at least my entire life. I think it goes back that far. I believe it. How many wins did they, did they they have? Do we know any of that? We got any stats on that? We have to go. We don't have a stat guy or anything, huh, Lance? We don't. We need, <laughs> that's that's another thing you're supposed to tell me. <laughs> oh yeah, our sideline reporter. We need a stat guy. Gosh, we need lots of things, Lance. So we're set for another Harold Florian a funeral home kick with under nine and a half minutes left to go. Is that one will go again through the end zone for another touchback? So now is one of the situations the clock stops. It's a change of possession. Gotcha. I'm informed. I don't, you know, Lance, did you, you pick you, these you, games? You were supposed to pick out these all these competitive games. Every game is supposed to be competitive listen, here. Listen, listen, This is all on you, I feel like. This, Eastwood I feel and like Elmwood, last season, <laughs> it was 49-48 in the regular season. Okay. And they played in the third round. It was 28-7. Elmwood came out on top. 49. So based on last year, I had no reason to think this would be a running clock game. That's fair. Was it a two-point conversion that won it? That forty-nine, forty-eight. Did someone go for two at the end of that? Do you, I mean, not. I don't remember. I, okay. I wasn't at. I wasn't oh, on site for oh, it. Oh, okay, so. okay. It I, I, like, I just know the end of it. Okay. I just feel like that, that that score makes it seem like somebody went for two to try to win it, and or somebody got it the two and won it. So that's uh, vice versa. But yeah. So to be a carry for. Elmwood, 
does, it'll be Ryan Ziegler, Ryken Ziegler rather, the freshman getting his first carry of the game. Yeah, looks both, like te we got both teams have emptied their benches a little bit. That's what I was just gonna say, it seems like we kinda, we got a JV game here in the fourth quarter. I do so think, I do think Parsons is still in at quarterback, I think because they don't really have another one now, because with Oliver going down, Traxler is, there's another Traxler, Owen Traxler, a freshman, he's been in street clothes, so I don't know if they really have another quarterback to go to at this point. What is the old adage, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, or is that what they say? But uh, yeah, maybe that's all they got. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, really, you know, I mean, get, get some of these other kids a chance to go. I think it's just got a cramp here from Eastwood with a stoppage of play, but. See, yeah. an injury. Battle, yeah, bad another injury. Thing that stops the clock. I'm surprised that people be faking injuries. But yeah, stop of the clock here. See if Elmwood can maybe get something going here with their second unit. I don't, I'm sure Eastwood's got their second unit in too, but I mean, I look at their roster. I mean, geez, it looks like they got about 65 players here, if not more. So they got plenty of players to put in. When I'm looking, they got almost every number filled 1 to 88 here. So, And, um, uh, and uh, Bart Wilson in the back of the studio is updating me. Elmwood scored last minute, went for two, failed, tried to do an onside kick, got three penalties for offsides on the kick. Then Eastwood recovered the ball on the fourth kick to seal the game. So they went for two and didn't get it? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Gotcha. Man, that's a heartbreaker. Those ones are tough. I mean, not that anyone cares, but I did lose a junior high football game on a two-point conversion with 22 seconds left last night. Since we got a break in the action, it was heartbreaking. Oh, wow. Well, it mean, was heartbreaking. Not that I'm still I still I was going to say, everything. not that you wanted to get that off your chest at all. <laughs> I was sympathizing with the Elmwood fans. We're ready to go following the timeout as it was Andrew Traxler on the carry. Nice little gain that time. We'll get it to looks like about third and three coming up for Elmwood. And I don't know if you heard me, my, uh, my, I don't know what sound I really made. Gibsonburg, a 12 to eight win over Seneca East. And that is after Seneca East knocked off Crestview. Crestview had not lost a regular season game since 2020. Wow. Wow. Quite the win for Gibsonburg after Impressive. losing last week to Ottawa Hills. So now another play for Elmwood. As it was a keeper for Parsons. Yeah, a little quarterback. Ended up losing up. a yard or two, though. Yeah, I can't see too many people down there. So at fourth down, do they punt here with under eight minutes here? Or they just, since they're inside their own 30, I would assume, but. I'm going to say fourth and about four. So we're down to 740 left to go. 42 to seven here. Your score Eastwood, the lead on Elmwood currently in a running clock scenario for those of you just joining us. As no, now they're actually going to remark it, and they gave him enough for the first. Yeah, so I guess it was just incorrectly marked. Holding before. or uh, maybe a face mask or something. Something gave him five. I thought he said holding, but only five yards. So regardless. First and ten for Elmwood. They'll look to throw. That's going to be caught on the near side. Griffin Piper with his first grab of the game. Yep, just a little five-yard hitch. A nice little throw and catch. Good throw by the quarterback. Good catch. The short side makes that makes that hitch so much easier when you're throwing to the short side. Um, when he's trying to throw to the wide side of the field, it's just hung a little bit too too much for Elmwood tonight. But nice little pitch and catch. So get down in five for Elmwood. Ball on their own 36. Two receivers left, one to the right. So hand it off on the left side. So maybe get a yard or two. Is Took a little while for that to be ruled dead as it was Zeigler on the carry that time for Elmwood. Brings up a third and about one or two. See, it looked like five Eastwood kids had them all cornered on the sideline and somehow he was still running there afterwards. So 
He must have spun out of that. I like the way Eastwood swarmed to the football still and still playing their hardest. Elmwood is moving the ball though here. Third down and one from the 40 yard line with about 6.15 left to go in this one. They'll hand it off up the middle for Traxler. Looks like he got just enough for a first down. He needed one, got about one and a half. Yep, Elmwood sticking to this formation with the running back and the fullback out of the shotgun. Basically, you know, trying to run it and see if they can find a little something like on the outside. But they're really sticking to this formation. They were, they were, they had a lot more variety on their formations in the first half. They've really just kind of settled into this one. First and ten for Elmwood. They'll look to throw. Is that's going to be incomplete? Is going to see a flag come in right as that play was developing. Yeah, it looks like the DB got there a little quick on the same hitch they just ran two plays ago to the short side of the field. The DB broke on it. Looks like he got there a little earlier, according to the official. And it will, in fact, be a pass interference call against Eastwood. But again, clock will continue to run as we are under the running clock format right now. I mean, the running clock's good, but I mean, if you're trying to get your backup some playing time, man, they really don't get much playing time. You're trying to get some other kids in there. These five minutes go fast, really fast, when that clock doesn't stop at all. First and ten now for Elmwood following the penalty. They get into Eastwood territory. Parsons will hand it off, but the Elmwood defense swarms him immediately for no gain. Yep, just a dive up the middle, but Eastwood, I mean, it just looks like they're just not getting blocked. They're refusing to get blocked, and there's nowhere to go. Two Eastwood guys right up the middle, smothering the running back. Down to under 445 left to go in this one. 42 to 7. Your score, Eastwood, the lead on Elmwood. See two receivers to the left, and looked like someone got off sides. Didn't look like the flag came in, though. Begin a gain of about two, though, for Elmwood. Yep, a little sweep to the right. I agree. I thought he was off sides as well. He jumped a little early, but. I think the refs, the refs get paid. You know, they're not stopping this clock anymore. They're ready to get out of here. Even though that wouldn't stop the clock, right, Lance? Part of the it trip, wouldn't, correct. It would not stop the clock, so he could have called that flag. It wasn't going to stop anything. Exactly. So. Down to third and nine for Elmwood with four minutes left to go. Two receivers left, one to the right. Split back look in the gun this time for Parsons. He'll look to throw far side. That's going to be caught. We're going to bring him backwards, though, forward progress, so it gets him out to the 38. Yeah, Eastwood's just pretty content to let you catch it underneath right now. And I mean, Elmwood's, to their credit, taking what the, what the defense has given them, but Eastwood's just keeping everything in front of them. They're well coached. They, um, they're disciplined. They know that, hey, five yards isn't going to hurt us here with 335 left for a hitch. But, hey, Elmwood's working on that. Those are nice pitching catches. Those are what they got to keep working on their game and trying to finish this game out, get a little bit momentum going into next week. Fourth and four offense will stay on the field for Elmwood in the Eastwood territory at the 38. Parsons, he'll look to throw. So throw it on a little bit of a screen pass, but didn't have enough time to let that play develop. So that will, in fact, be a turnover on down and be a change of possession here with just over three minutes left to go. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't try to at least float that up to the running back there. He got flushed out to the right. The running back was going to the right. If he just would have maybe tried to throw it up, it's fourth down. What do you got to lose? Kind of threw it in the dirt almost, and uh, turnover on downs. Eastwood's taking over. So stay tuned in following our completion of the game as we'll award our Frickers player of the game as we have just over three minutes left to go. Clock is stopped for the change of possession and another bit of a little stunner. Columbus Grove 24, Liberty Benton 14. Wow. 
And we, wow. we of course, got to see uh, Columbus Grove in a scrimmage, you know, a few weeks ago against Arlington. I wouldn't have thought after, especially how LB played last week, that Grove was going to come out and beat them, but they uh, they did just that. Yeah, that was a good scrimmage that we did that nobody heard just for our own satisfaction. That's what we do for you guys out there that are listening, trying to get trying to get our game ready. But, yeah, Grove looked good in that scrimmage against Arlington. I think maybe Arlington and Grove are a little bit better, even though Arlington went down 28-3 to to Allen East tonight. So, I mean... You know, I mean, some of it, it's high school, it's high school football. Sometimes it's matchups. Um, you know, if you, if you struggle to cover the spread, you struggle to cover someone running up the middle, you know, that, that, that could be a problem for you. But, yeah, definitely surprising score there. Second down and nine now for Eastwood as they got one yard on the first play of the drive. As we're down to just 2.15 remaining in this one, 42-7 is your score. Eastwood with the lead on Elmwood as they'll hand it off yet again. But Ellen dropping them back. Looks like they'll lose about five. Yeah, just trying to run it up the middle, and uh, Elmwood has having nothing to do with that. It looks like they got both teams got some subs in there, but they're all they're all playing hard. Um, they're still not huddling. They just never huddle. Well, what's there to huddle for? I don't know. I'm old school. You want, you okay, want, I want to but, huddle. but you want your you want your second string to play just like first string did. If that's what the first string does, it's what the second string does. Did Eastwood huddle before when they ran the ball? Prior to the season, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Hey, it's worked. That's for sure. Second down and nine, quarterback keeper. So they'll get a good chunk of the yards they just lost back. That will bring up fourth down, but we'll get down to under a minute to go before a play can even be uh, be snapped. So Elmwood's going to fall to 0-2, right? And Eastwood will be... Eastwood will be 2-0. 2-0, right? That's what I thought. Good start of the year for Eastwood. Um Elmwood will be looking to bounce back. They got Riverdale next week, it looks like. I like the chances against them. If, but you, I don't if know. you had told me prior to the season Elmwood would be 0 2 and Riverdale would be 2 0, I would have said mm, probably not. But here we are. Yeah, I mean, I mean that could be a better game than I'm thinking if, the, if Olivers are not back for Elmwood. But I mean, I still like Elmwood in that next week, I would think. Uh, even though next week we are going to be. Next week we have uh, Liberty Benton and Arlington. Liberty Benton and Arlington at Liberty Benton, right? I believe so. And then we got Macomb on Saturday. Is that on correct? that Saturday, yes. Yes. See, I'm all Assume, over Assuming this, you right? still want to be with me that yes, Saturday. I'm all over this stuff, Lance. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, yeah, 1 o'clock at Macomb on, uh, on a Saturday afternoon, right? I believe so, yep. Yep, at Macomb. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that should be a good one. I know. Uh, well, shoot, I mean, maybe Arlington and Liberty are down a little bit this year. So that should be due for a good game. I mean, that's always a backdoor rivalry. You know, I know that, that Arlington was finally able to get off the schneid yeah. with that win last year. I'll say if you, I mean, people could make an argument not much of a rivalry when you haven't won for 21 years. But, hey, not. speaking as someone in the Arlington community, <laughs> neither school fan base, neither likes the other. You can say that without ruffling any feathers because it's just true. You said it, not me. I mean, I I love Liberty Bend. I'm only I'm only I'm only wrong in so many ways. <laughs> as Elmwood will run, what will probably be the final play of the game is nice little run though Ooh. that time for Elmwood. As that was, uh oh, we do see a flag, flag though. Do believe that was Ziegler on the run, but clock still does not stop regardless. Oh, so that'll down. probably end up doing it. I didn't know you knew the rivalry of Arlington. And Liberty was so heated. I didn't know you I knew know that. I know things. Okay. I know things. We try to keep it as cordial as we can. 
nothing. That will, in fact, do it a 42-7 win for, um, for Eastwood here today as it is starting to rain a little bit now here in uh, Bloomdale as well. Oh, I see that. I didn't notice that before, Lance. You were right. Did you bring an umbrella for me to walk me to my car? Right? I don't have an umbrella for me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people at this game. I know I didn't get to park as close as I would have liked. I thought I would get some VIP parking from, but I guess not. Had we gotten here earlier, we might have been. <laughs> I didn't park very close either, if that makes you feel better. No, I didn't even know where the football field was. My first time. I've been over here for basketball games many of times. I've never been over and seen the football stadium. Say, I depend, knew it was somewhere depending, over here. Depending on your route, you wouldn't have even needed to see the football stadium <laughs> just to get into the school. Yeah, so it was, um, yeah, I mean, the atmosphere was awesome here beforehand. There was a lot of people out there, you know, tailgating, hanging out. I mean, I was impressed. I mean, I got here at 6. I mean, and there was tons of people out there. I mean, they're selling prime rib sandwiches. They're, they're selling it's say, every, everything. I, everything I walked by running. smelled very good. Oh, my God. I was like, this guy's <laughs> flipping steaks over here. I was loving it. I was like, man, um, just super impressed with the, the Elmwood facilities and, you know, welcome to the BBC. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I've, uh, you know, I said we've always scrimmaged them in basketball, and and though since I've been over here and seen the facilities, and actually my 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 wife's um, uncle was the superintendent when they built the school over here. A little trivia for you, but yeah. So I mean, I know that I know the um, the area here a little bit, and so just welcome to the BBC. It's, I mean, this is a great school to have, the great facilities, and excited to see you know what what rivalries come about of it. You know, with uh, with them entering the BBC for the first full year. But with that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a timeout. Then we'll come back and wrap this one up here from Elmwood again, 42 to seven, your final score, Eastwood getting the win tonight. And you've been listening to BBC football here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI. Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. Looking for a job with a great company? Ropey Corporation has several positions available. They have general labor positions with a starting pay of $19.41 an hour with a raise after 90 days. There are currently second and third shift positions open. To apply, go to ropey.com and find career opportunities under the company tab. 
Come work for one of Northwest Ohio's best companies, privately held and family driven. The deals are hot, the inventory is plentiful, and buying a new to you car is fun with the guys at Warner Economy Corner. All new inventory is spicing things up on the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, and there are some unique vehicles to choose from. If it's price, customer service, or inventory, Warner Economy Corner has it all. Visit today for the best deals around. Trade or no trade, we can work with you. Visit Warner Economy Corner today. Saying goodbye to summer is less sad when you realize your favorite fall flavors are here at Bigby Coffee. Celebrate the return of our sweet foam pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin spice latte, and our caramel apple cider. Pair these delicious fall sips with our maple waffle sandwich or pumpkin muffin. Available for a limited time at one of the two Big B Coffee locations in Findlay. One on Trenton Avenue and one on Tiffin Avenue. We are here from e from Elmwood as Eastwood comes away with a win today by a score of 42 to 7. Lance Morris, Jimmy Nicholson here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI online through WBBI.com. And uh, Jimmy is uh, as one of the things we'll constantly do, at least for me. I'll constantly bring up things like Matt would say. And Matt would say, I'm not going to spare people my impression of him. But he would say this was a very close game and then there was kickoff. Until it wasn't, it actually was a little bit closer. It was the first the first half was it had a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a blowout. It was we thought it was going to become a blowout, and then Elmo was able to get that touchdown on the board. But you know, especially with a couple injuries to uh, the Olivers, I mean, that was really kind of all she wrote for Elmwood. Yeah, well, Micah and Mitchell, I I didn't see either of them play in the second half. I know we only saw the one get hurt at halftime. So um, once they were out, they really just had no electric off. They had no one, no playmakers on offense. And uh, you can really see that how much the offense really needs both those to, to work. And to go against a, a quality opponent like Eastwood that just seemed to be well-coached and good at all levels, um, offensively and defensively, they didn't seem to have very many weaknesses, that's for sure. Well, and, it's, and I've said this multiple times, but just seeing Eastwood pass the way they did, it's, I have, again, haven't seen that really ever. They, they were completely... A running team, they would run like the tight bone, the wishbone, you know, that style of, of offense. And, you know, they would line them up and run you over all the time. And they still ran a little bit tonight. I mean, particularly uh, the runs with Donald. But, I mean, the way, just the way they were able to throw the ball, it's crazy to me because I very rarely saw them in the shotgun. Very rarely saw, you know, three wide, four wide, especially the five wide sets. If they ran a five wide set, it's probably because they were going to do a Hail Mary. It wasn't because, you know, it wasn't a part of their typical offense. So it is just, and obviously completely new coaching staff under Sam Cotterman, their new head coach. But it, it's just still crazy for me to see Eastwood not just line it up and run the ball. Well, I'll tell you what, if that's what they did, then uh, Sam Cotterman did a great job because they looked like they had been running that offense for 10 years for a first-time viewer of Eastwood football, that's for sure. I was like, I can't be more impressed with, with Donald, the quarterback, he was really awesome, spectacular at running, throwing. Um, I'm sure if they would have thrown him the ball, he probably could have caught the ball. So, I mean, he was just spectacular tonight. Um, didn't uh, 
really, I'm not lying. The one ball I feel like he missed was the out. Besides that, he was on point on every, nearly every single pass. And they ran the ball up, too. I mean, they ran the ball hard with him up the middle, too, as well. Um, so maybe a couple more times than I would have liked if I have a special quarterback like that, especially when we're up by three touchdowns. But they got him out early. Um, definitely a heck of a game. I mean, but I mean, really to add to it, I mean, 44 for um, Sanchez. He was he was awesome for Eastwood. I know he's one of those players that gets the dirty work. You know, the, he did catch some someone hard runs. He did catch that touchdown down the scene, but he was getting some blocks, sealing the end. I know if you if you're trying to run a sweep, you have to be able to block that defensive end. That's usually the other team's best player, one of their best players. So you got to be a stud. And he was really sealing that end, really making it easy for them to run sweeps when they put him down. They put his hand in the dirt at tight end. The majority of the second half, and and he was wherever he was at, he was like a fullback. You follow him, that was the ball was going. Really impressed by him, and th- and there Oliver was awesome tonight. Daquan was awesome too. I mean, I know I mean these bigger schools, they're D five, but he was playing both ways. He was starting out there at corner. He was playing offense. I mean, and he's and they're jet motioning him all the time. I mean, and the he kids was their uh, returner. Was he okay? I I don't think I caught that, but I watched him play cover corner down here. And he was up in their face the whole time, and he was just—he was a special athlete tonight too. I mean, those were the standouts that I saw for Eastwood um, by far. They just—they seemed to be. I mean, they had a great offensive line, great defensive line as well that controlled both sides of the um, the ball as well. That'll just about do it for us tonight. Before we go, we do have to award our Frickers Player of the Game, and you know, there, there's a handful of players it really could have been for Eastwood. I mean, you mentioned Lewis, you mentioned Daquan Oliver, you liked what you saw from Sanchez. Mays had some runs early on in the game, too, but it's not much of a discussion with what we saw from Caden Donald tonight at the quarterback spot, both through the air and on the ground with his legs. Was just able to do it all, and as you said, looked to be the best player on the field tonight. No doubt about it. I mean... I'm glad to hear I at least get a vote for the player of the game. I wasn't quite oh, that, sure. I you, thought you were just going to take that, Lance, but you, I, I appreciate the consideration. I typically, when I have someone I'm working with, typically as far as player of the game, I cede first opinion to them. I can't overrule you. <laughs> I, I, I won't say I won't. I won't say I can't, but I usually give first option of who the player of the game is to my color commentator, and we are in complete agreement tonight. Yeah, I would say there, there's no doubt about it. He was awesome tonight. Um, he should be proud of it. Eastwood was just awesome tonight all around as a whole team. I mean, they had defensive players stepping up, making interceptions. They they just had played a great game. I mean, the only laps I could think of is that they gave up a blocked punt. I'm sure the coaches will still be mad about that, but that's about the only thing I could think of that they, they didn't do well um, all around tonight. So he will be our Frickers player of the game. Pick up from the carry-on window, dine in. Get delivery through DoorDash, download the Frickers app, find them online at Frickers.com, and Caden Donnell will receive some fun bucks to spend at Frickers here within the next few months for his works here tonight. So that'll just about do it for us. Uh, so big thank you to everybody for listening out there, and big thank you to uh, Jimmy for joining me tonight. For in, in case we didn't make it very clear, tonight was his very first game on the air as a color commentator. And I'll say, Jimmy, you did a bang-up job. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's fun. As I, I thought I would enjoy it. I appreciate you asking me to do it. And uh, it was fun. Um, it's still a little hot in here, but they shut all the windows <laughs> on us. But yeah, Because well, it, it was starting fun. to rain. Is that why? Okay. I guess I'll give Elmwood well, a Well, Well, between, between rain and 
everybody, you know, trying to get home at a reasonable time. Like I said, we got the next three games together here. So, I mean, two of them are Arlington. I'll try not to be biased on that, but I'll just try to call it as I see it. But I appreciate the compliment. It was fun. Uh, like I said, you got all the hard work. I'm just here just to tell you what I see. So it was really fun first time and um, hopefully many more to come. Thank you for listening to High School Football here on Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI online wbvi.com a big thank you as always to our producer for tonight pushing all the buttons making sure we were heard on the air Bart wilson back at the tri-county broadcasting studios doing of course the lord's work stay tuned in for the nwo orthopedics scoreboard show from the fricker studios Bart wilson trayvon hastings will recap all the games for week two of high school football for my broadcast partner jimmy nicholson this is lance morris signing off from bloomdale thank you for listening to our coverage of high school football here tonight again, our final score, 42-7. to Eastwood getting the win over Elmwood. Thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. What time is it? Sadly, we're out of time. Yes, you've been listening to High School Football. Right here on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and online at WBVI.com. And it's been brought to you by... Frickers, Warner Automotive, Blanchard Valley Health System, by Rotor Rooter, Bigby Coffee, Iron Workers Local 55, by Harold Floriana Funeral Hall, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, by Grit, MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, by Campus Poly Eyes, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring Outlet, by Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us again next time for another great matchup of high school football. A production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.